You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Good morning, Albuquerque. Like, you really need your sunglasses in the studio. I did just take them off 10 seconds ago. Like, two seconds ago. But I tell you, you break the fourth wall more than any producer I've ever met of anything I've ever done. The audi- Thank you the, very much. The friends of the show would not know that I'm an idiot if you didn't tell them I was an idiot all the time. <laughs> Why don't you tell them how poorly I parked whenever I got here, too? I'm, like, barely in the lines. Haven't been in the studio in a while, huh? Feels good, huh, friend? Oh, it's good to have you Gosh. here, man. I like when you guys are in the studio. I like but it. I, but I'm jealous. Because we get to get out with the people? When you get out with the people, that's always fun, though, too. When you guys went to the uh, golf thing. Oh, my was, gosh. That was fun. The world is spinning again, Michael. I don't know if you've been able to be a part of it yet, but as New Mexico is like really setting the bar for vaccinations and as every single county is now turquoise, it's like open. It's open. It feels pre-pandemic to me. Have you been getting that vibe around town? Yeah, I've noticed there's a there's a buzz in people. You know, you see a lot more people out now. They're coming out. Sometimes people's fan behavior at stadiums don't. They've been cooped up too long, and that's another issue. You talking, uh, you're talking about that little KOB report that I saw about the United. That's what you're talking about. No, I'm I'm talking about the New York Knicks fans. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. If you're gonna if you're gonna pent up if you're gonna drop popcorn on me, you better make sure that's not assault. Sid. <laughs> I, tell you, I don't have a problem with even throwing popcorn on anyone. I don't have a problem with that at all. I got a problem if you don't give them a chance to to just to reciprocate. Like if you throw popcorn True. on me, I'm I'm on our test in this moment. I'm going into the stands. Like you, yeah, and, and and sometimes you wonder why fans act the way they do. That doesn't give them a right. Can you imagine? It was like what the the. The Malice in the Palace, right? Back yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, uh, Auburn Hills, is that right, or whatever it was? The, uh, Ron Artest went into Oh, the my gosh. Man, that was ugly. Before, you're, you're not going to get close to fighting a guy like that. I would never fight Ron Artest. He could tell me his name was World Peace, and I, I know he's a liar. I'd run. We're going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott in a little bit and how his dog sucks. But do you remember, like, Ron Artest's dog used to suck, too. If you can't raise a dog, like... Like, you're a real jerk. I'm going to be honest. All right, hot take. <laughs> and Van's going to join us shortly, and we're going we're gonna to roast Van over an open fire when he gets here, just like we did this past Memorial Day weekend when he and I were off, and we played the best of all varsities. If you tuned in and heard it, you heard, like, the last 15 varsities we've done in a row. Yeah. We had so many calls, did too, you? by the way. Yeah, we did. People thought you were here live. <laughs> They're like, where's the sports? We're like, not this week. We think that was our first day we took Why off. Why is he talking about the Lobos? <laughs> he says he says Veteran Day specials. What who's who wants free food? It's Memorial Day, dummy. That was that was a good little weekend yeah. there. We hadn't taken off. We is always listener. That's always me and Van. We it's we are the most like life mate slash confusing best friend. We're business partners. We're best friends. We're co hosts. We we spend too much time together. 
But we went to Flagstaff this past week and we went to Phoenix first. We saw the Cardinals play the, the, Dim- the Diamondbacks because, you know, I'm from St. Louis. So I went down there and watched Paul Goldschmidt beat up on his old, on his old boys, which I enjoyed a lot. Oof, Arizona. I mean, why why do you let go of a guy like Goldschmidt? Any of them. They don't have anybody who's the the face of that no. franchise, right? No, they got no one. I the catcher is real good. I mean, they don't even have a fan base because they're mostly like like when the Cardinals come to town. It was outmatched. Oh. It was outmatched. The fan base was, I would say, conservatively, the fan base in Arizona was Cardinals fan two, Diamondbacks fan one, and joining us now. Four minutes late, Vital. So put that on his time card. I don't want the four minutes and thirty six seconds late joining us on the program. My former best friend of radio, now my best friend, Michael Montgomery Vital. Good morning, Van. How are you? Good, buddy. Good. I'm glad that mic's on. So uh the joke is assault and buttery. Oh, okay. Assault and buttery. <laughs> So this way you make the big bucks, apparently in the car. Yep. Tune in to 95.9 FM or AM 610. <laughs> let me let me lay it out there for the listener. How you show up four minutes late to your own show? So what happened was... This is the most New Mexico thing you could possibly do. Well, I, I showed up... You were here. 15 minutes early. Yes, as you often do. And then we have two excellent guests on today. We do. And hey, run that down before you run your excuses. The way that I contact them is with my cellular telephone. And uh, my cellular telephone was not in my pocket upon arrival. You see, Fred, I got these uh, very athletic, sexy sweatpants. What do you call that? The problem is... Is that a mesh? Uh, well, yeah, they're sweats. Okay. Yeah, they're sweats. 90s are back. Well, these are... Uh, tapered at the bottom kind of a skinny leg i I prefer the skinny leg sweats yeah i've seen your body and uh stuff tends to fall out of the pockets if i don't zip up the zipper who are our guests today so we have joel luevano who i like a lot frequent contributor yeah to the show him and and, uh some of his fellow albuquerque aardvark guests his cohort his entourage to tell us all about what's going on in the world of the Albuquerque Aardvarks. They're doing a fundraiser today, Michael. It's uh, they're, they're doing a friendly with the team from Phoenix or Scottsdale. And they're they're raising money and awareness for their youth rugby program. And uh, fastly approaching us at 8.30 is Jesse Wright, high-performance consultant and author and uh, former director of performance for the Philadelphia 76ers, he wrote a book. He oh, okay. Tell us all about it. Why is, is it going to tell us why Joel Embiid is back and he shouldn't be back yet and his ankles and shoulders and knees don't work? Then we can ask him all about it. That's what I want to know about. Excellent. I used to know this cat named Jesse Wright. Used to write around town. Used to write around town? Thank you. Me and Vital were discussing how terrible you are before you showed up. The listener already knew. Oh, yeah, sure. And if the listener wants to tell us, here's an exciting new evolution to the program, Okay. So, listener, pull out your personal cell phone device. As long as you're not driving, you pull it out this second. Uh-huh. You, are you familiar with Simon Says? This is this is Fred Says. So, Fred Says, pull out your personal listening device. Excuse me, your cell phone, not your personal listening device. 505-246-0610. You're texting your boys today. The text line is up. Ooh. So, you can now 
text the program. So maybe you don't necessarily want to talk directly to Mike Vitale every time you call in. Listen, we get that. Don't blame you. We understand completely. We it for three hours. I have to look him in the eye. <laughs> but if you pull out your phone, 505-246-0610, send your boys a text. And we'll get it. It's literally in front of me right now. It's very exciting. Yeah, the last text was sent yesterday morning, so it looks like the afternoon show is not doing their job. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. We're going to have to have a sit-down with them. They're not utilizing the text line. You know, JJ. I don't think the listeners to our afternoon show are really grabbing onto that yet. Well, early risers are early adapters. Yes. So so we're going to get them today. So 505-246-0610. Connect with your boys on the text line. We haven't sponsored it yet. We will. We gonna. We gonna. Reach out to your boys. Yeah. I'll do it for Goodwill. That's not true. Unless uh, the, the company Goodwill wants company to give Goodwill. us money. Yeah, sure, sure. Then we would. I'm 100% in on that. I'm a sure. big... Ah, Go ahead. Poke, pinch, no, poke. Nope. You're a big Goodwill guy. <laughs> God, we're an old married couple. Spend a lot of time together. But we're going to have a lot of fun with the texture. You text us, we'll text you. I'm not joking. I really, I have the whole thing right here. We got to find something to give away. Let's make some calls during the break. We can give away tickets to the Albuquerque Aardvarks match. I believe that's donation today. It's it's free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> got some exciting stuff going on as far as partners of the show. I want to talk about that before we really get into much more. We're bringing them back, Vital. By high, popular, and exciting demand, I9 Sports has rejoined the program as a prime sponsor of the program. I9 Sports will be the proud sponsor of the varsity segment today. So what are we so decide as the varsity segment? I-9 Sports will be bringing that to you, and you're going to get an opportunity to get your kids back out. Because now that everything's turquoise, you can go play. You can get your kids in organized activities. You can go out there, uh, teach your young bloods the lesson, the fundamentals. It's a fundamental league. Because if you took last year off, guess what? Your kid doesn't know how to uh, catch, pass, dribble, shoot, uh, other things that are athletically inclined. Mm-hmm. They don't know yet. They they didn't learn. The pros, pros don't Twitter. Even, the pros don't even know how to do that. No, the pros don't know how to do that. What would they need that for? <laughs> OTAs? You bet to have a conversation about Michael Jordan and how whenever he used to play basketball, he only played against guys who were also used card salesmen, and that's why LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time, just because he plays against professional-level, Olympic-level caliber, world-caliber athletes all the time. So you want to talk about? We'll do that over the break. I'll do that next break. You want to talk about like how John Stockton is one of the greatest players of all time, and he looks like a mailman because he was kept throwing balls to the mailman? John Stockton. If you passed him in a grocery store, you would not recognize him as John Stockton. No, and I have like 20 of his basketball cards, and I still wouldn't recognize him. That's sweet. (laughs) Today's varsity, the most normal-looking athletes. I like it a lot. Okay, so today's I-9 Sports varsity is the most normal-looking athletes. Contact I-9 Sports at 505-312-4999. Text us. If you're like, Fred, what's the I-9 Sports number? I don't know. Well, I don't Text us at 505-246-0610, and I'll respond to you. I will give it to you. What's normal? Okay. It's more Van than me. Like, Van is more normal looking than I am. You said I'm more normal looking? The guy with the handlebar mustache? Yes. I'm the normal looking one? We spent the weekend in Phoenix and Flagstaff. You didn't stand that unique out there. There's a lot of weirdos. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You unironically at the art walk, I did not stand out either. Speaking of weirdos, that was a S show. 
A lot of people out? Too many people. Uh, there was a lot. How many people unironically wearing cutoff jeans shorts? Well, I, I don't pay attention to other people's thighs, Fred. That's not true. Just my own. <laughs> and I was obviously wearing jorts. Jorts and Jordans, baby. You know how I roll. You do do that. Yeah. It's gone in and out of style three or four times since I've refused to do it. Refused to stop doing it, I suppose. Brand new sponsor of the program before we go to break. Bourbon and Boots. Bourbon and Boots. Yeah, they are excellent. We met with them late last month. Talk about a partnership this month and moving forward. We'll be live from Bourbon and Boots next weekend as they're making a fun introduction of mimosas and Bloody Marys and all the things that go along with it. I don't know liquor laws, by I don't know the rules, but I guess like everyone can have alcohol, like hard alcohol now if you have like a license to serve like alcohol. So everyone is going to up their mimosa and Bloody Mary game. Absolutely. This is about to be the strongest mimosa and Bloody Mary city in the history of, I guess, the world. I guess that's the safest way to say that. You can get yours at Bourbon and Boots, and we're going to be there live next Saturday morning broadcasting and telling you uh, why it's delicious and why it's fun. Also, I'm going to learn to like two-step or something. Like, that's my goal in life now. So We need to get Sandy K, friend of the show. Your mother. You're talking your about your mom. Friend. Yeah. Your, your best friend, Sandra. She'll teach you. She taught me. No matter what I'm texting your mom about, the last text she always sends me is, I love you. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. God, stop it. Let's go to break. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Last week we were on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. If you're connecting with us, you're connecting with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline 505-246-0610. When we're having a drink, Mike, we're doing it over in Bourbon and Boots downtown. Probably had one at Art Walk last night, did you? Uh, I did not. I just went for a cruise oh, around okay. downtown, but... Uh, there was a line wrapped around the corner at Bourbon and Boots. Popular joint last night. When we get out and play, we play with I-9 Sports. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, my God. We're doing radio on the AM and the FM and on the app and on the other app. All right. Are you an Android or are you like a like a iPhone guy? I'm a droid guy. You're a droid guy. Pixel. Where did this pixel loyalty come from? Is that just Google like the one pixel. you were given for free one time and now you're addicted? No, no, no. Wait, okay, well, what email do you use? Mine. Okay, well, what's the at? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm at AOL.com. Okay, get yeah. out of here. Okay, what map do you use? Uh, to get places? Yeah. Uh, I guess Rand McNally. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> what calendar do you use? Ah, uh, Gregarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what search engine do you use? Um, I guess the little engine that could. Yeah. That's why I use a Google Pixel. Okay. Because it's all the stuff I already use just on a phone. What do you? Mike's got a nice camera. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the camera part I totally get. Oh, that's yeah. the part I related. To. Not the logical, reasonable part. Just the camera part. I'm an iPhone guy. Yeah, I know. Okay. You've been trying to bombard me with your iPhone cult for years. <laughs> There is some truth to what you just said. There used to be a big fanboy-ism to iPhone. Yes. Now, fanboy is gender fluid here. I recognize it's June. I recognize what's going on. That's how they get you to pay double for a cell phone that does the exact same thing as all the other cell phones. Who is they? Big, big cell phone, man. (laughs) Apple, duh. Apple is they. I got a guy. 
Hey. Oh, I know. You got a guy. Yeah, hey, I got a guy. Yeah, hey, you got a guy. But I tell you, you think I pay for this phone? Nah. Got a guy. This is. I think this is the newest one. And if it's not, I'm not certain. You play games on your phone? This is a legit question. This not is a, like not, probably an off-the-air question, but a legit question. Not a games guy. No. No. I like puzzle games. I like figuring out little puzzles. I'm a board game and real life person. I, I enjoy the the fellowship and camaraderie Same. of my friends yeah. and family. You know? Same. I don't like to stare at my black mirror. Monopoly. You play Monopoly, Vital? Uh, not very well. We should do a second varsity today. Best, what, best board games. Board games, yeah. Now, Vital, you don't know this about me. When I travel the country, I stop at local Goodwills. Okay, this is a real Goodwill, not an official sponsor of the show. Right. But I stop at local Goodwills because I... <laughs> you just you wait, once, Salvation Army. Once Rick Goodwill hears this. Yeah. Rick Goodwill. <laughs> Is that correct? Richard. His name's Richard legally on all well, the documents. I mean, we're, we're buddies. I call him Rick. So what I do, Michael, is I stop at Goodwills in all these cities whenever I'm traveling across the country, which I do semi-regularly. And I go in there and I say, and I put my hands together like a like a like a conniving villain in a Warner Brothers cartoon. I I I, I rasp my fingers over my knuckles. Yes. And I say, what do these townies think they're they're too good for? What do they give away? And I walk through the Goodwill. Well, anyways, the point I'm bringing this up. There's always a grip of board games at Goodwill. Do they have all the pieces? I doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt. Highly doubt it. But you can get creative. You know what they don't have, I guarantee you? What's that? The race car and the Monopoly. So that's so funny you just said that. By the way, Vital, uh, do you know how to you know what race car is spelled backwards? Uh race car. It is race car. That's very good. What Michael. does he win? I just had a, a free trip to Burger World. Now, Vital, do you know what Taco Cat is spelled backwards? Can't think that much. That's too much. That is me. also Taco it's Cat. Taco Cat. Also oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Is that a palindrome? Is that what that's called? I believe that's that, the, that is, that's for numbers, isn't it? Palindrome. No, that's whenever it first starts to rain and the smell. Uh, that's the of, smell of rain. Petrichor. Ah, that's okay. petrichor. Sorry. Yeah, that's one of my favorite words and favorite smells, Fred. I thought I was close. Yeah, I thought I was. They clever. both start with P. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hard one too, like the petrichor. 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 Palindrome. Peppercorn. So when uh, I used to run a boys and girls club. Oh, look at there! I nailed it. A word, phrase, or sequence that reads the same backwards as forward. My brain works sometimes. Yes, it sometimes. Auto. Could not That's remember your Google Pixel. Yeah, yeah. But you knew what a palindrome. Yeah, I didn't was. zip up my pocket, my p- p- pocket, <laughs> oh, and your pleated sweats. What that? No pleats. I ran this boys and girls club, Michael, for years. Not years. Sometime I ran it for some time. And the kids would want to play Monopoly. So what I would do is instead of being the top hat or the race car, is I'd be a little Lego man. I'd put a little Lego man on there. Smart. And they'd be like, but Fred, that's not the time. And I'd go, kids, look it. I'm the Lego man. <laughs> I don't have to be I don't have to be the conformity of this this little terrier. I play by my own rules. My own mono- my house rules. I would call them house rules. Right. That should be the varsity. Best house rules. 
You know, every time someone lands on a property and doesn't buy it, you could put it up for auction? Yes, I did know. Those are the real rules. That's the real rule. Are those part of the Fred's Lego Man rules? So, it, all right. So, there's like different. So, if he's. Teach me the variations. If he's standing, he's buying. Okay. Okay. If he's sitting, he's passing. Well, if he's sitting, he probably already owns it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then if he's belly up, well, things are going oh, bad. Oh, no. Yeah, that's when. Talk to the banker. Yeah. And I was trying to negotiate a loan for my neighbor. You know, like, hey, you give me a thousand bucks now. Listen, God, I'll give you twelve hundred bucks later. Whatever, we'll make this deal work. And these like these eight year olds were like, "Good idea, Fred." But what they didn't know is I was twenty years older than them, better at Monopoly. One of my favorite teaching moments to children is when you beat them at stuff. Was uh, yeah, absolutely. Playing Monopoly on a camping trip with my daughter and some of her friends, and before we started, I was like, "Look, me and you, we play fair, we play nice." We have fun. We're respectful of each other. These kids are not going to be. For the next hour, sweetie, these kids are not your friends. <laughs> you, are, you are a ruthless tycoon, and you will take these children for everything they have. Yeah. And she just decimated them. Love that. One kid quit, like rage quit, walked away. Two other kids, like one cried a little bit. Like like a, just one slow like littering Indian commercial tear dripping down her face. It was it was rough, but valuable lessons were learned that day. It's like the very beginning to Rocky two, like which is the end of the boxing match of Rocky one, and Rocky and Apollo Creed are both in wheelchairs, and Apollo Creed's like, "We'll keep fighting right now." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Rocky's like, "No, we're friends right now. Like we already we already fought. We should have a lot of respect for each other." That's what you that's what you did to your daughter. Yes. You taught her it was okay to to beat up other kids for one hour, physically, me- mentally, or emotionally. From the texter, 505-246-0610, you can text the program. Jeff Hornacek is a normal-looking dude. Yes. So I think that's a very good suggestion. A very good one. Let's uh, have your suggestions pour in. Yes. In the last segment. All of your varsity suggestions. Sponsored by new and old friend I-9 Sports. Today's varsity. Yes. Yes. Big fan of I-9 Sports. That's from the 505. Also from the text line. Yes. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Chad. Ah. So he's no longer allowed to play Monopoly while drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that is wonderful advice for everyone out there. I agree. Now, so commu- like the community chess and the chance card, that money goes towards the middle or goes towards the bank in your house rules? Well, house rules goes in the middle. Okay. Same. Real rules goes to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how I feel about the man. Now, new Monopoly, Vital, I don't know if you know this, it has a debit card, a battery yeah. debit card. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is dumb. Yes. Yeah. Because like some of the best part of the Monopoly is whenever somebody pays you $1,250 for a hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue, and then after you get it, you're able to make it rain because they just mortgaged all their properties. I love how the gay monopoly was supposed to be a fun way to teach people about the perils of guerrilla capitalism. Well, and the beauty of New Jersey. And how and how you could just <laughs> take over a country by having a monopoly. And then now it's just a fun way to just like spite the system. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a teachable moment. This is a teachable moment. There's a good way to do this. Hear me out real quick. Okay. We call David Carl over at the United. We call Peter Trevisani over at the United. Okay. 
we call Ileana Molina over the United. Do you want me to keep going? And we say, you give us four players. We set up one Monopoly game. <laughs> we live stream. I'm in. I'm in on this. Let's do it. This is an on-radio idea that I'm going to bring to fruition. What charity should we do? <laughs> we, we are, we're partnering with Watermelon Mountain Ranch. We're partnering with someone. Sure. And we are, we're raising money via the board game of Albuquerque Professional Athlete. I love this. They have to have an off day, right? I don't really know. Jesse Wright is going to join us in two short minutes, so we got to grab a break. Excited to have him on. I haven't read the book. Have you read the I book? I think New yet? Mexico United would like nominate David Estrada. David Estrada would be in. And he's just so nice. Yes. Like, he wouldn't have that killer instinct, I don't think, to like tear someone down on a Monopoly board. That's why we need the balance of me. Like Only on the pitch yes. is he a stone-cold killer. I don't think anywhere else. He's just too nice. Is there like a little World Cup trophy that you can be like as a symbol moving around the Monopoly board? We can make one. This is a real thing we're doing. All right, I'm in. I will live stream it. Everything's at TalkABQ, Vital. Yeah, well, I don't know if you know, but the United have a pretty good social media presence. I'm sure they'll. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is not a real idea. If someone steals it before we do, there's nothing we can do about this. Right. We, we put this into the cosmos and now it's no longer ours. Shot but I assure you, Tyson. every single listener out there who does it before us, you know that we're going to do it so much better. <laughs> and I dare you to give me the blueprint ahead of time. I dare you. I'll sponsor everything. We'll have donuts. Not sure where the donut thing came from. I just haven't had breakfast yet. Jesse Wright on the other side of the break. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. When we play sports, we play sports with I-9 Sports. And we're having a drink when we're having it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Joining us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, Friend of the show, friend of Vans in real life, but now a friend of mine, Jesse Wright. Jesse Wright, good morning. How are you? Good morning to you guys. I thank you so much for having me on, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Jesse Wright is a high-performance consultant and now author, Correct. which is the main reason I'm excited about we have him on, former director of performance science for the, you may have heard of them, Michael, the 76ers. Ooh. And he's got a new book out, The Intent is to Grow. Jesse, tell us about what's going on with the book. Tell us about what inspired you to write it and, and talk to us a little bit about what we might learn. Yeah, it, it's a, a really, it has been a really fun project, way outside of anything that I've ever done before. And, you know, the inspiration came from working in high performance sport for, you know, over two decades now in different sports. Of course, you talked about the Sixers. That's been the last 14 years. But prior to that, I did some stuff in the NCAA with basketball and football. And I had a little stint in the NFL and over in NFL Europe when that league existed. So having been around those types of environments, you, you start to see trends um, many, many trends, but with respect to continuing education, like it's a lot of the young professionals, and even as you get deep into your career, you, you tend to focus on the hard skills, right? The, the degrees and the certifications and the, the book knowledge that you would gather to be able to do your job. 
but when you spend enough time in the environment, you realize that the other side of what makes you successful, soft skills, the ability to lead, the ability to communicate, the ability to resolve conflict and be self-aware about strengths and weaknesses and walk into a GM's office and have a conversation with him and then go into a weight room and be able to take a guy through a workout. Those are two very different strategies. And how do you connect with the athletes you train and serve and all your colleagues and everything? That stuff just becomes so important. So the book is all centered around those skills and it, it's all tied to a, a fictional story uh, within a high-performance sports setting. And Jesse, you mentioned uh, soft skills. So can you run us through that a little bit? What's the, what's the expectation of the reader to learn about these soft skills and, and what, what will they expect like learning about soft skills versus hard skills? Yeah, so if you just look at those two buckets, again, tra- traditionally, uh, the soft skills term is interesting. I, when I was going through all the research for the book and everything, that, that term originated in the U.S. military back in the 70s. And they applied it to any skills not related to machinery, right, way back in the military, 70s. And it's just kind of lived on. It's a horrible adjective. It's a horrible term. Nobody really wants to be associated with anything soft, especially in sports, right? Kind of brings about a vision of some, you know, doughy guy that's not meeting his body composition goals or, you know, some another guy that's underachieving. But uh, unfortunately, it's the most recognized term out there. Some people call them people skills, interpersonal skills, social skills. But they, you know, there's a huge list of them when when you go out there. And, And again, a lot of them are focused on communication and leadership and self-awareness and versatility and adaptability. Those are kind of like big buckets and compassion and empathy. And, and it trickles all the way down to like, how do you write an email, right? And how do you, uh, are, are you able to get your project done on time? And can you manage different tasks that are asked of you? And so that, that would be the soft skill side. And then you take the other big bucket, which is the hard skills. And that's, you know, traditionally um, objective, measurable, come out of a four-year degree, take a weekend course, you come out with a certificate in software development, or you take a, an online course and all of a sudden you have a new skill set in, I don't know, how to cook an omelet or something, you know what I mean? It's just all, it's, it's, it's related to, to the knowledge of how to do something. And those two buckets, like the, the concept of the book is not to say one is superior over the other. There's no hierarchy, but just to make sure you consider both of them when you develop, because that's how you can have true impact and experience lasting success. I'm a young coach, right? That's that's my thing, Jesse. I'm I'm a young coach. Yep. I, I want to get into the world of of not just teaching the game, but helping young athletes. And I'm not just talking about the most like athletically blessed. I'm not talking about the guys who work the hardest. I'm talking about kids who need inspiration and guidance. What is your opinion? Is like that percent as far as like knowledge of the game and being able to coach versus being like um, being like a role model and being like a professional? What, how do you feel that balances out for like a good young up and coming coach? Yeah, and and you're talking about a coach that 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 leads kids that's working in uh, a youth environment. Yeah. Okay, so uh, without a doubt, without a doubt, uh, the, the the core of it is you have to understand what you're coaching. 
right? And that's that's why I continue to say there's no hierarchy here. You you have to know if it's applied to a, a baseball team. Of course, you're going to need to to know baseball and mechanics of a swing or situations where you teach. You know, when do you throw to second with one out and where you know. Um, you know, all of those types of things that, that you need to know to coach baseball. But the other side of that is how do you deliver that message to kids effectively? And how do you phrase your coaching? How do you motivate? Because, you know, recognize what actually drives a kid because you might have 12 kids on your roster and they're all motivated differently. You know, there, there could be a, a tough love approach where you know who you can kind of bark at to motivate. And there might be maybe a, a, an extra sensitive kid where that's not the right way to get to them. Maybe he'll crawl into a shell if you raise your voice. So maybe you got to take a little more of a, a, a caring approach. And both of those would call into play this concept of, of empathy. To, to have that skill set to be able to place yourself in someone else's shoes, in this case maybe like a 10-year-old kid, right, or a 12-year-old kid, and understand what would help him best. And empathy is, gosh, I mean, it's so, uh, it's not a new term, but it, but it's been uh, popularized recently. That's probably the wrong word, but just discussed a lot with respect to qualities of successful leaders, can CEOs of a company look at their employees, look at the leaders that they're leading and understand what it is they're going through and and have the vulnerability, maybe humility and adaptability to adjust their style to deliver a successful message to them, too. So it, what's really cool is like, you know, as we talk about how to successfully navigate a 12 year old baseball team, like the same types of skills like are the ones that, you know, Fortune 100 leaders are using too to be successful. That's what's cool about, you know, the whole soft skills topic. Well, you absolutely just softballed in my next question. Thanks for that. So you're you're background is sports and this book is written in the context of sports but these lessons cross over to any career field can you touch on that for us yeah they they, they really do and um i probably you know buried the lead a little bit in my last answer but <laughs> um you know just just think about it like and now now take another example take again the the successful leader of a small business maybe you have five to ten to fifteen employees and, you know, you have some middle managers and then you have some employees and, you know, can take the, the example of a, of a meeting that you, that you hold and, and how do you go in and how do you, how do you conduct your meetings? How do you prepare? How do you communicate? Because you could have different uh, goals within that meeting and do you empower your, your leaders to lead others, right? Because that would be the hallmark of a successful company. And what approach do you take? Uh, one of the, the, the two primary leadership styles that I talk about in the book is a, is a servant-based approach, which, again, these aren't new terms, right? But I, I did dig into a lot of research around these terms. A, a servant-based approach is you, you're, you're, you're leading from behind almost, and you're constantly feeding the people that you lead resources and tools and skills that help them improve and help them do their job better. And that's the way you lead them. You're, you're empowering them to do their job better in, in a bunch of different ways, depending on the environment. Jesse. And the transfer, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And the, 
I'm sorry, no. And, and the other one is a, a transformational approach where there's there's a real hallmark behind that, you know, and there's there's charisma involved and there is, um, you know, a walk the talk involved, right? You can't just be a guy that stands on a pedestal and points at everybody, but, but actually get behind and do the work and then have the charisma to be able to lead and inspire people and everything. So, um, you know, again, it just could apply to a business leader as well. Before we pivot out of the book and talk a little bit of basketball, the intent is to grow. A young coach has got it along the path to becoming a true professional. What's the best avenue to get that? I, I have it on the Amazon. That's where I got it on the Kindle. But what's the be- yeah. what's the best bet for our listener, uh, Jesse? Yeah, that's actually the only place it's on sale oh, right now. So okay. it's on Amazon. Yeah, and I, do, I don't mind saying this. That's why I joke about it. It's, it's so out, outside of my comfort zone. It's, it's a self-published book, and I learned a lot in the whole process. I knew nothing, <laughs> virtually nothing, about self-publishing a book and just kind of sought out some resources to hopefully do it you know, successfully. And, uh, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you just follow the link on Amazon. You can look it up and search it and it'll come right up. There's both a, a paperback version and a, a digital ebook version for Kindle as well. You can get that listener on our social media at talk as I have already shared it for the fans. So it is out there. So hopefully, uh, you're already five star rating, uh, maintains five star rating because the listener will be checking that out. Uh, before we let you go, we'd be, we'd be kind of, I'd be sad if I didn't ask you about this specifically. It's playoff mm-hmm. basketball right now, Jesse. How yeah. hurt is every single player that I'm watching on TV, and why am I not like understanding what these guys have been through all year? This is, this is crazy to me to watch these dudes just hobble up and down the court after what seems to be like 200 games in less than a year and a half. Yeah, well, you just described probably the biggest rationale behind that. I think at this point in time, the the, the injuries and the nicks and the dings and everything those, those those are legitimate. If you see guys can't play at playoff time, uh, those are those are real, right? Pro athletes are wired to want to compete at the highest level at the at the highest points in the season, and that's where we're at right now in the NBA with the season. So I think it's tied to the density of games this past year, and obviously the reduced postseason. And you know, there, there's a you know everybody sees what goes on at seven o'clock, you know, between seven and nine fifteen or whatever times games come on in other markets and all that stuff. But but there's a huge element to rest and recovery uh, uh, in and around the, uh, the when the lights are on. And that was significantly reduced this year, right? Basically playing every other day. There were very few two-day breaks in between games. And that's coming off of what was a, a very alternative offseason where your normal preparation schedule was thrown off completely, literally turned on its end. So I think you're seeing the byproduct of that when you have overuse injuries and you have guys, you know, some of that soft tissue stuff that's popping up for guys that are traditionally pretty healthy and resilient and resistant to that. I, I think it speaks right to the density of games in the last 18 months or so. Jesse, we're up against a break. It was awesome having you on. Really excited for your book and, you know, helping people and, and changing the perception of, you know, what you're doing out in the world. Um, we would love to have you back another time and talk basketball, talk sports science. And uh, I know we're up against a break, and I'd uh, love to have you back on again. I would welcome the chance. This was really fun, guys, and thank you again so much for having me. Former Barcelona Dragons 
personal <laughs> personal strength coach. I love the NFL <laughs> Europe when it was a thing. I was were you hey when you were over there was that the Kelly Holcomb years when you were over there? No, no, it was right after him. So oh, the, okay. the biggest name we had at that point was uh, we had a punter named Chris Hansen that went on. He had a bunch of years with the Patriots. Had a good TV and, uh, career. Tony, yeah. Yep. Tony caught a lot of predators. Was, um, yep. Tony Graziani <laughs> was a quarterback. He just came off a. He started for the Falcons a year before. Uh, Ron Paulus was in the league, right? Former Notre Dame quarterback okay. at the time. Uh, yeah. So there, there, yep, there were some names. I love that. The forward to the book is written by Aaron McKee, um, former player, former coach. If if you don't, if you're not familiar, Van, he was a guy kind of, I don't know, marked my game after when I was growing up because he was he was a kind of at that top tier when I was watching. I don't know, a lot of excitement. A guy who could play from the outside a little bit. Jesse, thank you so very much for your time. We will have you back on the program. I promise. Much appreciated, guys. Let's grab a break. Mike. Whenever we get back from this one, uh, we'll do the quickest little end of the hour, and then what, we're like 30 minutes away from Joel Lueva now? Yeah, aardvarks, baby. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And when we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again, Van. We're doing it with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink, and we're doing it downtown. It's at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. We're playing with the texter today. You can text the program. Text your boys, 505-246-0610. I tell you what, it's not necessarily PG all the time on the texter, Michael. It's not. There's some. Ex- I would think it would be, yeah, PG. <laughs> what, what's that? Not these listeners. Yeah. Uh, from the texter. Jesse Wright is basically saying you have to know how to not act like Tony LaRussa. Yikes. A lot of truth there. Yeah. A lot of truth there. The thing about his style doesn't work anymore, right? Talking about Jesse's book. It doesn't you gotta Tony's? have empathy. Yeah, you gotta have empathy, Tony. I a guy like Bob Knight would not make it today. Like we're going to talk about Mike Krzyzewski, obviously, because like we should. And there's a different style now. Athlete once, young adult once, millennial, Gen Zer. They want something a little different than what you wanted, Michael. Coming up, you played a lot of sports. You played a lot of soccer. Yes, you were going college. Where'd you play? Elmhurst. Where'd Wisconsin. you play? Wisconsin. Okay. It was hard, right? Like, sports weren't fun. They were work. Being a student athlete, man. Yeah. It's it's a grind. I would hate to be a student athlete. Well, I'd hate to be a student again, but specifically, I would hate to be a student athlete. They've got a lot on their plate. And for the listener, it's a little difficult to do radio on the weekend, listener. The building's not open. So, because the building's not open... Like, Van has to run down to hit the elevator button when we have guests in. Correct. So Van had to run down. So he's back now because in, like, seven or eight minutes, we're going to be joined by the Albuquerque Yardvarks. And that's going to get weird because these guys are unpredictable. We asked for scripts. We asked for talking points. We asked for a lot of things. And they provide nothing. Nothing whatsoever. No, they are candid. They are coy. So get get ready to talk about them. But they got a big event going on today, and we're going to tell you all about it here in about seven minutes. we got a big fanny pack giveaway. Top, top of the hour. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> What's that? Sublimation printing. If it, that's what we need for the program, is me, you, and Vital 
on like a fanny pack, and then people could wear it places, and they could take your boys with them. Can we 3D print that? Is that an option? I don't think that's the verb you wanted. So listen, people, <laughs> get yourself a 3D printer. Who is? Who are these people? Well, every listener we have. Okay. Get yourself a 3D printer. 3D print another 3D printer. Return the original. You're welcome. This is not a real thing. It is now. How would you? First, I think they're printed out of like, like plastic or something. In I don't thin air. No, I, it's not. That, this is how my grandfather describes how the internet works. Let me rewind a little bit. I don't know much about 3D printing. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were going to run a Ponzi scheme, you would do very well. I tried one time, but I just kept saying, hey. I don't get that one. It was a Fonzie scheme. Okay. Yeah, yeah my uh... bad. My bad. Michael, I spent a lot of time with Van outside the program. It's a lot of this. <laughs> it's dad jokes with cuss words. I don't know if I don't. I don't cuss on here. Hey, speaking of, the texter is receiving a lot of cuss words. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, people are excited to tell me exactly how they feel. So we, we, were, have, we have the aardvarks on. <laughs> so get ready. 9 o'clock to 9.30. And then from 9.30 to 10 will be the airing of the grievances. <laughs> Where we read all the hate-filled text messages on the freshly opened text hotline. Cause, and I'm going to ask when they sit down. I'm going to say, hey, like obviously you guys could have done anything with your lives. Why this? And they're going to they're gonna have, have clever responses. And I'm going to giggle while they're here. And then afterwards, the airing of grievances. Sure. That's Perfect. Fun. I like it. This should be a weekly segment from now on. Now that that people don't have to call in and say their name and we write down their name and phone number in case we have to contact the authorities. You just text us. You could just text us and say whatever you want anonymously. What did your boss do to you this week? (laughs) All the texting. Take it out on Fred, everybody. You know how like Craigslist got rid of the coolest parts of Craigslist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now this is it. Yeah. This is where you go. I saw you at a Arby's. You were the tall guy. Yeah. Is this you? The one that's being remodeled so that you don't think it's the worst fast food on the planet. <laughs> Which it is, by the way. Their market fresh is not the worst if we're going to have like a real moment of honesty. Like their market. Now, now you're an Arby's apologist. No, I'm not going to apologize. I'm just saying it doesn't. We dedicated 15 minutes two weeks ago. Yeah. To dumping all over Arby's. Correct. And now you're backpedaling? So Arby's traditional is not for me. That's I don't like the GOP, right? I don't necessarily have a problem with all conservatives. Sure. So that's what this is. Okay. Yeah, this is market fresh, not so bad. Market, eh, air quotes, fresh. Bounce it out with a Coca-Cola? I feel like you're in a good way. You don't feel that way? No, not at all. Got the ribbon fries at Isotope Stadium yesterday. Arby sauce, though, not going to lie, underrated condiment. I think it's horseradish and tears. No, that's a horsey sauce. Ah, talking Arby sauce. Oh, we got to grab a break. Aardvarks, when we get back, Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're around the road, around the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're back playing with I-9 Sports. You have family listening at home. Now's the time to explain to them accents and why these people just sound so dang funny. 
Joining us now, three of the best um, aardvarks in town, three of the best rugby players that I've ever met. Joel Lueveno, who I asked, <laughs> listener, I asked everyone to write down like their title before we came on because I wanted to make sure introductions were right. Joel Lueveno, he wrote down Meme Master. He wrote down that he's currently a, a master of memes. Which well, is accurate. You asked a question, I gave an answer. Okay. That's pretty simple. Paul Street joining us, who wrote that he is an old man. <laughs> Also true. true. <laughs> right up on that microphone for me, Paul, when you do. And then Tyson Dyer, who wrote Backline. So thank you, Tyson, for adhering to the game. Thank you for joining us this morning. What are your, what are your titles? That's what I want to know. I mean, if we're doing introductions. Like like what like what are we like in what situation? On the radio or like in life? Yeah, like who who's in charge right now? All right, on, on three, ready? One, two, three, bottom. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking aardvarks rugby uh we're gonna have a lot of fun it's gonna be real loose but you guys are doing something fun you're doing something important let's get all the details out before we tell the jokes um what is it where is it what's going on and how can the friends of the show support uh well today we have a lot of rugby it's a rugby saturday if you will and um every saturday is a rugby day you know how we look at it um but right now at phil chacon uh, south on Catherine, um, youth rugby, uh, high school rugby is having their uh, final match of the uh, final matches of the season. Oh wow! Yes, yes, and so a uh, lot of a lot of whippersnappers out there tackling and passing the ball, and uh, the Aardvarks will be playing at the uh, at top of the afternoon uh, about three p.m. So if you want to come out and watch the youth rugby and then watch the men play uh, Scottsdale. Um, Red Mountain. Uh, it'll be. A, it's going to be a good match, and uh, both teams are raising money um, for their respective charities. So, uh, Aardvarks are raising money for uh, New Mexico Rugby and uh, uh, Albuquerque Youth Rugby, and uh, Scottsdale is raising for uh, a children's hospital. So, uh, for them, so every try they score, try is what we call our equivalent of a touchdown. Thank you. I needed that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I could see the glazed over look in your eye as I was as I was speaking. So, um, but yeah, so that's the gist of what's going on today. Did I miss anything, Paul? No, that covers it. Um, yeah. So eleven o'clock is the high school uh, players, and about right now, the uh, the youth is out there running around. It's the uh, definition of herding cats when it's yeah. the uh, 5 to 14-year-olds, but good times. So after these kids play and everyone who enjoys specifically like parents and stuff, let's be realistic. I mean, it's I'm not going to go down there and really understand the game, Van. I'm not going to. I will struggle. I will struggle. I'll, I'll walk you through it. Okay. I know the basics. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So after they, they wrap, you guys are going to play Scottsdale. And Tyson, you're the deciding factor in why this team's going to be triumphant. I mean, I score <laughs> points. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I've only been on the team for about three weeks now, so I'm still getting to uh, to learn all the rules. But uh, yeah, that's that's the game plan: just score more points than the other team. Now, obviously, we can tell by your strong jawline that you're a spectacular athlete. We can tell that everyone in this room knows. I mean, I guess you could say that. Yeah, but rugby's not your game originally. Originally, you play a little bit of football over there, U and M, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was the punter for three years, um, and I played Australian rules football before that. Is that different than rugby? I need help. It sure is. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a hybrid in between American football and rugby. And so, like, they just cherry-pick rules from, like, each league that they like, and they started their own thing. 
Oh, and you're the boss of it, Tyson? You're like the president? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they, they assigned me president of Australia just for Australian rules football. That's <laughs> why he's here in Albuquerque. So, it makes total sense. So smart, super smart. So when you're out there today, is it a pitch? Is rugby played on a pitch? Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So when you're out on the pitch today, you're just going to be punting again? Is that what it is? It's just return to form for you? I mean, that's that's my strong suit. So if they give me the ball, I'm probably going to end up punting it. But uh, hopefully be able to <laughs> lay some tackles and, and go for a little run as well. So. 505-246-0610. Who has the stronger accent? Paul the or Kiwi, The Kiwi or the Aussie? <laughs> Are those derogative? Is it like Canuck? I don't know. Is that? Oh, that's a wonderful question. That's a very good question. Joel is not in consideration no. for best accent whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. Paul, when you walk the streets, is is Kiwi, is that derogative? I don't know. No, we love it. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. And not not the brown fruit. So when the, when the young bird, the bird, yeah. To clarify. Yeah. So when younger, hotter, foreign version of you, Tyson, showed up on the team, like how upset <laughs> were you? Was it did it do a lot to your ego? Are you guys able to get along? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you wanna, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all good. We uh, we have a strong rivalry on the sports field. Sure, uh, when it's New Zealand versus Australia, but you know, get us over in a place like New Mexico, and yeah, we'll bond pretty quick. Okay, noted. Throw some shrimps on the barbie. That there, thank you. It oh, took. Thank you. All right, we were Waiting. seven minutes seven. in <laughs> <laughs> before we got to it, Joel. Uh, so it's down at Phil Chacon Park today. Correct. Okay, so it's at 3 o'clock. Friends of the show want to show up. Listeners want to show up. They want to support. Maybe they want to play. Maybe they're interested in not just exposure to the game, but being a part of the game. Uh, What are some options for the way for the friends of the show to help? Uh, Well, the... Kind of the catalyst right now is our Facebook. It seems to always be rocking and people throwing in uh, snarky comments, talking trash, and just supporting rugby in general, which is it's all kind of included in the, the culture. Um, and so if you want to come today, you know, talk with the team, see what it's all about, highly encouraged because you'll get a really good idea of everything. And um, it's going to be a big turnout because it's our first uh, match in Albuquerque and um, like year and a half (laughs) so um so we're expecting a pretty good turnout today it's gonna be a lot of fun and you can always reach out um you know um through social media like i said um and then um our email and contact and everything on there um instagram as well and abq aardvark rugby um so does that answer your question I believe that was a lot of it. Okay, I, I might have gone in a few loops, but that's okay. So me, me and the boys got some free time today. We're going to pack a cooler. We're going to show up to the park. Mm-hmm. Do I need to donate money? Do I need to just hang out? Yes, yes. So there's opportunities to donate there. Um, and actually, again, if you go to our social media, the donate link is at the top there. So the the do it for the kids, all right? And if you want to meet your boys, Van and I are going to be out there today. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so we're going to be out there about 3 o'clock right there at the, uh, is it a kickoff? Will you help me out here, Tyson? Is that right? That sounds Are you doing that? I don't know. Uh, not yet. No. Okay. He, he can't reel it in yet. What is like, that? He can't keep it in the field. You, are you, you know, he just wants to like. It's too much leg is goes, what you're saying? He goes for a coffin kick like every time. It's like, no, you got to. Uh, so just because uh, he's Australian, he doesn't fully um, 
He's still kind of in football, believe it or not, American football. <laughs> You're talking about him like he's got a yeah. disability, Joel. It's right here. He's sitting right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like making eye contact with him because he tries to charm me. Joel Luevano, the, for his ways. the boyfriend of Tyson Dyer, sticking out for him at all links here on the program. Uh, we're going to post a photo. We're going to take a photo and put that on our social media at TalkABQ. You're going to put it on your social media. And that's that's when you guys will see. That's when the listener, the fan of the show, will see that it's pretty obvious that Tyson has never struggled at anything in his life. Like, what is that like, Tyson? To every single thing you do, you're the absolute best at it. I mean, I, I can't say I agree with that because <laughs> I played one game of rugby, broke my finger, and got told that I fractured my knee. Um, so my fiance wasn't too happy um, about me. Oh, yeah. When are you getting thing. married, by the way? Uh, next weekend. Oh, congratulations. I was going to ask, when are you getting divorced? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't sound too happy about this whole rugby. Does she know thing. about Joel? Uh, she does not. <laughs> I'm on the side. <laughs> I'm on the side. It's the most Albuquerque sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> we're having a lot of fun with it. You guys are playing rugby today. We're uh, over oh, a little bit earlier than I thought we were. So everyone's going to come out today. How long's the event? What's it going to last till? Is it is it two hours, Paul? Like what what's the experience going to be for for like the fan who comes out today? You expect about two hours. There's two forty minute halves uh, with about a five minute half time. Uh, there's no stoppages in rugby. Uh, we just keep going. So, yeah, expect about two hours of entertainment. We're going to bounce around quite a bit throughout the event. Um, who, do we, who do we expect to see, though? Like, how many fans are going to be out? Like, what is, what is the – not happening on the pitch. Cool, I get all that action. But what's happening, like, like surrounding? What's happening for, like, those in attendance? Um, you know, I, I would say a few hundred will be kind of out there. And it's a big field, and so it won't, it won't be uh, – Condensed, you know, it's a big field, and um, it's really hard to say because how long youth rugby is going to stay, and people kind of come and go, and um, and you know, people bring their coolers, you know, and so sometimes people just are having a good time and hanging out. Um, but I, I would say, I don't know, a few hundred, two hundred, so. So, and if everyone donates, what ten bucks? Is that a fair five bucks? I really don't know what like the uh, goal is. Everyone should donate uh, $75. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're underselling this. Like, this is like, chump, you know, come on, man. Open up your wallet. Okay. It's almost like you work in politics. Like, this is this is incredible. I, I just think you're cheap. That's, okay, gosh. I just think you're cheap, and I think the people need to know. Somewhere in between five to $75 donation. <laughs> what we want. Don't, don't spend too much money. If anyone wants to call in your and cooler. subsidize. Uh, uh, Fred, that would be great because that, apparently Fred's uh, being a little penny pincher today. Well, I'm just saying, I have, I have, I'm in support of you. I'm giving you airtime on the radio oh, show. So I should just be thankful. And I should, yeah. oh, no, you should pay us for this. <laughs> this is this is our donation. Oh, it's so, oh, you now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're in the hole like 400 bucks oh, right now. I need you to figure it out, guy. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> So, Tyson, you are a former Lobo. Correct. And it, last year was your last season, correct? Correct. So you got to go out on a high note on a winning streak. And, yeah, that wasn't uh, you know very typical of my career at uh, UNM. Oh, but, <laughs> yes. Uh, I was very, yes. very thankful to be able to finish my, uh, my college career with a couple of wins. So that was Excellent. Well, what, what was the journey like, having a new coach, being in covid COVID protocols and you like you guys struggled at the beginning and ended on a high note. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got to you know give credit to Coach Gonzalez. I mean, he did absolutely everything he could to get the season up and running um, to the point where we were sort of locked down in a Vegas hotel for seven weeks. Um, so that was a very different experience. But, uh, you know, I was just thankful to be able to go out there and play and, and finish off my senior year. But... Uh, yeah, there was a, there was some tough days in the in the hotel, just sort of sitting and and waiting for game day. So, except for the last couple games, the Lobos punted a lot. Did the top of your foot ever like hurt? Because that's a really good question. That's a lot of punting. Yeah, I think I've actually uh, grown a little bit of extra like callus there where where I used to punt <laughs> because I think my first year playing for UNM, I punted eighty four times, which was the third highest in in the country. So. Wowza. No, thanks. I'm not. That's not the one for me. We're going to grab a break. When we get back, we're going to keep playing. Uh, Tyson Dyer is going to tell us who his favorite Australian athlete is of all time. If it's not Ian Thorpe, you can leave right now. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with the show on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again, Van. We're playing with the I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink downtown. It's at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Albuquerque Aardvarks are still with us because, well, they wouldn't leave, Van. <laughs> we tried. We opened the door for them. We did that little gestury move. There was a lot of locked eye contact. Did a couple. <clears throat> yeah, we did that one. <clears throat> well, it's getting late. <laughs> look, look at the time. <laughs> this is a guy who has a dating app right here. Joel knows. You know all the lines. All the lines. You know, in the best one is, well, it's nice meeting you. Yeah. That, that means. <laughs> my favorite is a check, please. That's my favorite. Uh, we're joined by Tyson Dyer. He's the back liner, back lineman, back liney guy. Um, Just call him a back. Got it. Just call him a back. Paul Street, who's the old man, and then Joel Webino, the meme master. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Tyson's favorite Australian athletes, and he's going to tell us that his favorite is Chris Helmsworth. Go. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stephen Bradbury. Never heard of whoever that is. Well, okay. it's got nothing to do with uh, athletic ability, to be honest. He uh, <laughs> Sweet. was a <laughs> speed ice skater in the Olympics, and I believe four people fell down in front of him, and he won the gold for Australia. The, okay. <laughs> Classic Australian mess Excellent. around. <laughs> Wonderful answer. Do you get a lot of like weird cultural like questions like living like in a different country? Do you get a lot of like people just ignorant? I get I get three questions. Put an, well, I guess it's not a question, but I always get told put another shrimp on the barbie. I get asked if I drink Fosters. That's a good one. And if bloom and onions are a thing. Oh, answer the last one. Yeah, that's a good question too. They are not. Oh. I didn't think so. <laughs> Because Australians technically uh, care about their physical health, so they wouldn't just deep fry an onion out of the blue. Uh, I think, you know, it, it depends where you are, but most Fair. of our food is, is seafood. Um, and, yeah, deep fried mostly is, uh, you know, an American dish. Sure. <laughs> Hugh Jackman was my answer. That's my favorite Australian athlete. Hugh athlete? Jackman. Yeah. He's athletic. He's not, he's not an athlete. A, a dancing actor? Yeah. <laughs> Australia makes a lot of pro wrestlers. I don't know if you know that. Like a lot of really good, like world-renowned pro wrestlers. They're just throwing it out there. No? Uh, I, you don't have a single one? I, I don't know. The women's champ, Rhea Ripley, is Australian. She's super hot. She's like the prettiest thing in the whole world. Whatever. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> we were just listening. Just saying. Buddy, Buddy Murphy's Australian. No? The Iconics are Australian. You don't want to 
I, I'm, I'm with you. you Thank know, you. I think. All I'll, right, let's get this train back on the track here. I, I think Hulk Hogan, <laughs> part Australian. Don't believe he's Australian. Oh, that's, oh that's a different Hogan. Cordell Dundee. Talking a little bit. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Talking a little bit about the charity effort today that you guys are putting on and who you're helping. Uh, you're working with New Mexico Rugby and ABQ Youth Rugby. Uh, what is that? Who does it affect and how does it help them? Well, um, rugby um, is kind of done in clubs here in uh, in New Mexico. It's not as uh, it's not as affiliated, you know, with the schools as much as um, like uh, football and basketball, so on and so forth. So it's a really grassroots push um, just to you know give the kids options, and we all know that um, having other sports, you know, makes you better at other sports, right? You know, um, so. You know, and kind of call out to all the the football parents, like, you know, they're teaching rugby tackling, um, you know, for football, and you know, for the most part, and so it's so it's you're going to get a lot of skills out of it, and so this is kind of the 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 point that youth rugby um, really enhances, you know, cultural experiences because, like, look at me, like I'm just a midwestern guy and i get to meet all these people from all over the world and you know and bond with them and so there's the definitely fraternity with that and that's what we're pushing with uh, youth rugby because it starts at a young age so joel i got a two-parter for you buddy we got a, a kiwi and an aussie in the studio here mm-hmm. so there is a <laughs> it just sounds bad right it just yeah. does i just yeah. don't i don't love the way you say it <laughs> look, well you looked at the wrong ones when you're saying each one so that, that that was the insult. well that was on purpose okay they need to know where they are okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> So there's been like a rise in popularity in rugby in the States. Mm-hmm. What do you think is behind that? And is it more uh, an, an immersion of different cultures, like bringing it to different places around the country? You know, I, I think that it's just always been growing. And now we're just finally seeing it more more and more exponential. Um, um, I think the Internet. You know, I've, I don't know if you've heard of the internet, but, but it's but it's really helped out because it's circumvented, you know, ESPN and all that. And I was like, what is this crazy thing I just saw of these people, these people with no pads, you know, knocking the snot out of each other, you know, and the great athletes, um, you know, and in seven, seven on seven rugby. I mean, these guys are like former, uh, tra- you know, track athletes that are just playing and just going out there. It's, it's incredible to watch. So I think it's just. A mixture of grassroots and it was bound to happen and also you know just having the internet and memes and memes <laughs> by the way loyal listener you have to follow the albuquerque aardvarks on facebook they're dumb funny the the meme game is very strong it's so unacceptable how dumb funny they are paul are you playing today or are you coaching what's up uh i'm on the sideline what's your problem what's your problem old age still yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not going away i can't oh, shoot it. but uh yeah no injuries just aren't disappearing like they used to in in the old days so you working with the kids though you helping the kids out uh a little where i can unfortunately this year i've been a little busy um uh, but uh have been out once or twice with them and uh people like pat mcbride uh who's taking the youth uh he's doing a great job uh, he's got his kids there. There's a lot of second-generation rugby players coming through now uh, with the youth, uh, former former rugby players' kids coming through, which is great to see, building generational. Is it mostly fundamentals right now? Is it concepts? Did the COVID-19 set back a lot of like progression? How, how has that affected everything? It, yeah, it, it did, it, like a lot of sports. Um, yeah, kids not been able to get out was unfortunate but uh yeah building again 
uh, high school teams uh, came very late in the school year, uh, but they were able to get out for about six weeks playing, uh, and they're wrapping that up today. Who is easier to coach, like a like an enthusiastic like twelve year old or Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you mentioned with his jawline, he's obviously a great athlete. Um, yes, yeah, he, he's just got that natural skill. Like it was a joy to watch him in uh, Phoenix uh, two weekends ago. Um, you could just see that natural ability. I have yet to meet Tyson, and when I went down and let him in, I was like, "This guy's not a punter. <laughs> he's not a punter. This is a free safety right here." How many tackles did you have in your career for football? Yes, for American football, two. Tip, that's, yeah. That's is that a, was that the also like top three in, I, United, in the United States? I shouldn't have to tackle, but <laughs> both of them were actually on field goal when I was holding, and one ball went through my hands. Quite, oh, figure it out, Tyson. Quite fast so, uh, against Notre Dame, and I had to lay a tackle to save a, a touchdown. So that was that was fun. That's like being the goat and the great at the same time. Oh. Like like just really bombing it to set yourself up for success, right? In so, the stock market game, we call that short sell. That's so what we call that. Two tackles in three years of football? Correct. How many last weekend? Uh, I mean, I, I would hope, you know, upwards of eight. <laughs> <laughs> Some is your answer. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> and how many times did you score? I scored three times, so that was fun. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's a better weekend than I had. Well, I, well, I got I to gotta also say that we played, um, there's like Four divisions, you know, in, in club rugby. No, we don't know that. I'm letting you know. <laughs> and so we played against the previous D4 national champions, you know, the, the lower one, but still. Sure. Yeah. And um, they weren't expecting us to beat them, which we did, because they just thought we were like this team that clowns around. Same. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's, everyone's like, well, I didn't expect this from the Aardvarks. They're, they're winning this game. and Your, team, act- your team name's the Aardvarks. The Albuquerque Aardvarks, yeah. yeah. And, um and yeah, it was like a name you see on Better Call Saul, right? Yes. Like it's just something. Maybe. I don't know what that is. But. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the team actually tied us, I believe. And then we went to kick it off to them because in rugby, you have to kick it off when they score. Um, and Tyson actually just snagged the kickoff out of the air, broke two tackles and scored. And, and like totally, totally stopped the bleeding because <laughs> we thought we were done. <laughs> and so, but it was a team effort, but that was a very uh, memorable moment, you know, for the match. So props to him. Let's talk a little aardvark history. Like why the aardvarks? Is it because like when you open up the phone book and it's the first word there? You're oh, like, so that's the lore. Like, but that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, so, uh, I believe it was back in the 70s when the club uh, was first formed. And uh, I'm no expert on this, but um, yeah, I think they were going to stop drinking until they came up with a name. And... Double A. Uh-huh. Flip through okay. the dictionary, and away you go. So my understanding is rugby and drinking go hand in hand. It's a, it's a quite important part of the whole deal. Yeah, so, rugby, rugby's just the foreplay before getting to drink. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Tyson is playing in his very last game ever today as he is getting married next weekend. Will not be allowed to return to the team. There's been a lot of that this year with COVID, where a lot of people are getting COVID marriages. And oh, because you had to wait. Okay. Yeah, it's, 
Well, I mean, we had we had our original wedding for July, so this is a little bit faster, but we are still planning to have it next year, um, as long as I can get all the Aussies over here and, and have a good time. Well, and on behalf of Van and myself and Mike Vitale and all the listeners, congratulations on your citizenship. Like, this is very exciting. We love to have you now. No, not yet, but, oh, okay. you know, I'm, 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 in, I'm in the process, so hopefully I'm, uh, I'm allowed to stay. You don't get a work visa if you're not punting anymore. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not useful anymore. <laughs> uh, we got to wrap it up because we got to cut you loose because we have to talk. Um, I don't know basketball. I don't really know what we're gonna. Does, we have an actual does, plan. Is basketball still going on for like the next two months? It's yeah, literally at the most exciting time it's ever been. Oh wow! Well, I guess I should start tuning in. This Saturdays are for basketball. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I think look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Check please. <laughs> it was nice meeting you guys. Uh, one more time, Paul, before we cut everyone loose. What are the details on today? Uh, how can everyone? When can everyone come out, and how can they enjoy it? Okay, uh, Phil Chacone on Catherine. The youth are playing right now. High school at eleven, and Advox versus Red Mountain at three. Come on down. We will be there at or near three o'clock. We go. We going uh, coldies or seltzers today? What do you? What do you? We're gonna have an ice chest full. Yeah, I'm going sober June, so, so okay. a little bit of non on. So I, and I just gotta say real quick, I'm glad these cowards from Red Mountain finally. Came out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because yes, we be, we always have to go there and beat them and to all the Arizona teams, and so now they actually answered our challenge, mm-hmm. and they're coming here to play us. So we're did, we're pretty excited. Do you guys play in 19? What did, did you, you play guys, in 2019? Oh, 2019. Yeah. We haven't played Red Mountain in uh, maybe a few years. We, but we always end up playing them in Arizona. Sure. You know, like so, they finally uh, got the courage to come here, and so we're excited about that. And they're caravanning over this morning, so it'll be a six-hour hangover well, drive. Y'all you know, calf last night, half this, you know, yeah. this morning. But yeah, they're cowards. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Simply put, they are cowards. Uh, Tyson, anything before we cut you loose, my friend? No, I just uh, hopefully everyone can come down today and, and support the uh, rugby in this state. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun playing, and if anyone's interested in playing, come on down to practice or come down today and, and have a chat to someone. Hey, that is a really good point before I cut this thing loose. If there is like a young athlete or if there is, I don't know, anyone in town, I guess. I don't really know what the resume has to look like. The best option to connect with you, Paul, is what? Uh, find me on the sidelines talking funny. Okay. There. Or, uh, yeah, jump on Albuquerque Aardvarks, uh, Facebook or uh, Albuquerque Youth Rugby Facebook. Okay. Super good. We're, and we're going to pull all that on everything we do at Talk ABQ or hit us on the text line 505-246-0610. I will respond to you with a linky boy. Sweet. Good job, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's grab a break. Appreciate your donations today. That's, oh, God, I'm making a donation. I will... I'll make a donation in uh, Miss Dyer's got, name. This, you do you have a, do it in kind? You, you got a do those square donation. Yeah, you, do you have a square reader. A square reader oh, on your this iPhone. Is Albuquerque cash only fool. <laughs> Come on, it's not a tattoo shop. <laughs> when you're south of Central, it's cash only. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Had a lot of fun with it. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're playing again with I Nine Sports, and we're having a drink downtown. It's a bourbon and boots 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal you have those little moments van when you're like oh if i only ate better and worked out more (laughs) 
and we're better looking. Yeah. And smarter. And blessed with athletic ability. Talented. And charisma. And had a cooler accent. The, the Arguably the sexiest accent in the world. We've done a varsity on this. Right. Though they were both medalists. We'd be Tyson Dyer. Dyer. Can you imagine living in like Australia and like the Lobos are like, hey guy. <laughs> We've seen you kick stuff. Yeah. Things are looking a little sparse over here at Volcano Vista. We ain't got no we ain't got no punters. No offense to Volcano Vista, I just picked one. Why don't you come over and kick it for a couple of years? <laughs> Pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet deal. I think it's like just a tribute to his determination and drive. Staying alive in Australia because <laughs> everything wants to kill you. <laughs> <It's> so <rude. laughs> All the NBA teams have been killed in the first round, except for the Clippers and the Mavs. They're going to play game seven tomorrow. That's exciting. Now, game seven in anything is the most exciting thing. Right. I don't care what sport we're talking about. I'll even watch hockey if it's game seven. I've watched one game seven hockey in my entire life. (laughs) It was the St. Louis Blues versus the Boston Bruins for the Stanley Cup. I watched that. I'm pretty sure I've watched every game seven. Of all sports ever? It's yeah. so sweet. That's, My adult life, yeah. That Kawhi Leonard, shoot, shoot. He's finally showing up. Yeah, they're a weird team. The Clippers had 104 of them last night. He had half of those. Pretty bonkers. If that's not exactly true, that's very close to true. I know you're not a math guy. Let me do math. It's very close. It's very close. <laughs> All the, Every game on the road. If you played on the road in the series, you win. No home team has won. Isn't that the weirdest? Right. And Luca's like, we got him at home. <laughs> Do you? Do you, though? 45 of them. Clippers need to uh, win this series or they're going to blow it up, blow well, the team up. Well, because L.A. needs to have at least one team in the NBA playoffs still. R.I.P. LeBron's undefeated first round streak that means nothing to me by the way that means zero to me well, he's the only person to do it more than 10 times he did it 14 times not impressed by that you're not impressed by a lot here's what i'm saying shania twain joke because <laughs> it doesn't impress me much yep oh 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 mm-hmm. that phoenix team had 50 wins they're very good we're not talking an 81 game. Yeah. We're not talking an 82 game season. We're talking a 72 game season. They had 50 of them. Laker Nation is making the excuse that LeBron didn't have any help. AD was hurt. Hey. LeBron was hurt. Devin Booker is a world beater. Chris Paul is top three point guard of all time. The Suns are good. They're legit good. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton is very good. Like grow up, you know who you know who did the best in that series? Uh, uh, Charles Barkley, Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> yeah, they had no one Suns. on earth was betting on the Suns yeah. except for Las Vegas. They made an absolute killing off that series. You know, everybody was betting Lakers, 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 Lakers. I bet it was like eighty-five, fifteen. 
Lakers. We were, Vital, just last weekend in Phoenix, and we were in Flagstaff celebrating the Memorial Day weekend. That was a big talking point of people we would interact with. Sure. Like, there was, we went to this uh, Cardinals Diamondbacks game. There's Suns gear everywhere. Sure. Like, the, there is a excitement for the Phoenix Suns that I don't think I have seen since Dan Marley. Yeah, it's weird that you're the better team, you have the better record, you have the home field advantage, and you're healthy, and you're still somehow the underdog. Yeah, I agree. How often does that happen? It, too, <sighs> too much when it's the Lakers? <laughs> That's well, the, the, the Lakers were up 2-1, and then AD goes down. So. Yeah, sure. They're very they're a completely different team. Yeah. But. But I, 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 you know, do you consider this an upset what the Suns did? No. You don't? Because no. I'm telling like, because the Lakers, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the history. They've been at the top for 40 years. Sure. They could take a year off. They Like, chill out. Hey, here's the thing. Less than one calendar year ago, you know what they won? The ship. The ship. They won the entire thing. Also, the team they beat for the ship, my dad's team, the Miami Heat, my dad is Jimmy Butler, of course. They're out too. Jimmy Butler, it's your father. Because it takes it out of you. We were talking to Jesse Ryder earlier, and, and the next time obviously we have him on the program, we'll talk about this at length. But these guys are they're held together by like spot like spider webs and and hope. Like they're beat up. Everyone is dissolved. You know what I missed from the playoffs this year? Um, Marv Albert. COVID. <laughs> He's still there for two more rounds. Okay, shoot. The COVID bubble. Yeah. The bubble was so sweet to watch on TV. It was sweet. It was just the camera angles they had. But uh, it's still still a very good product. But I am glad they went. They have the fans coming in the stadiums. Oh, of course. Yeah, you same. Know, that fake noise and all that. Of just, course. There's, a, there's, a, there's a nothing like the buzz of a fan. Just don't throw popcorn and spit. Well, hold on. It was just the intimacy of the bubble I liked, like the low-hanging cameras, and there was no sidelines. There were no stands. It was, mm-hmm. just, it was a better product for television. True. Yeah, I think they had drones. Yeah, they had drones. Yeah, they had drones. Yeah. And if it if they were like wire ones and no, not drones, no dildos on them. Okay, though. that's a local. That's a local story. <laughs> Google that. As political season is picking up here in Albuquerque, many mayoral candidates made their announcement, including one Manny Fernandez. We try not to get too political on here. I absolutely will, though. But uh, <laughs> dildos hanging from drones—that's bipartisan. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's uniquely <laughs> I don't care what side of the aisle you on, that's hilarious. An insider told me, I'm not saying any names. An insider told me that works with the campaign that there was a plant in the crowd, okay? And he was quickly identified. Was it like a ficus or what was it? Uh, I believe it was one of those Securo cactuses, is that right? <laughs> you call it Swaro. Thank you. Yeah. So uh so there was a plant in the crowd whenever the drone came in, okay? So I and there was assault involved here, by the way. We're not making light of that. Mhm. Like a person who we will not name, but I know the name of, punched a candidate for mayor in the head. <laughs> Vital is la- that is the laughter of of one Mike Vital because I do not condone violence. I absolutely condone 
dildos with with appendages strapped to them. I'm into that. (laughs) I mean, drones with appendages. Either way. Both, I guess. But there was a plant in the crowd. So whenever the sheriff's department wrangled down the drone with the appendage, the plant in the crowd was really concerned about getting the appendage back. Right. Like the drone was whatever. Sure. The drone's gone. Like a $500 drone. Who cares? If he's not worried about the $500 drone, how much did that dildo cost? <laughs> It's like a limited edition. Like was oh, it man. was it molded from someone that's really special to him? I don't know. <sighs> can you just can you imagine? Like you're like, "Hey, I'm going to help the city." And like, I don't know where you sit politically or whatever. In fact, if you want 505-246-0610, graphic connection hotline and the text line. But weird story. The weirdest story. NBA, let's wrap this NBA thing real quick before the break. Uh, game seven tomorrow, it's like a noon game. It's like a weird time. It's like one o'clock or something. Um, do you have LA on the road? Do you have Dallas at home? Do you have Luca? Yeah, I'm a Luca guy. I think Luca does what he needs to do. He's too good. No one's winning on the road in this series. And there have been some like. I think they scored like 120 points like twice or something. Like like they're putting up baskets. First how about, team. How about earlier this week, uh, Dame Lillard scores 47. They score over 140. The Trailblazers, and they lose. This is bonkers. Dame Lillard is 30. Is that correct? He's 30 years old. 32. Is he 32? That guy is unreal. It looks like he can shoot for the next 20 years. Like his shot to me is – if you were to write a symphony on a jump shot, like that's like Beethoven's jump shot. He's like second best shooter in the league behind Steph, right? I w- I'm I'm going to say something crazy. Don't do it. I'm going to. Don't you do it. Don't you do it, Fred. He the one. Ah, no, he ain't. Yes, he is. And he's a, he about to get Jason Kidd as a head coach, and then he's going to like Jason Kidd going to be like, hey, Dame, we got to learn to pass a little bit. That's how I got to be my, as successful as I was. And Dame's going to say, no. No, <laughs> nah, I don't. No. You're confusing your boy. Everyone else is advanced. No reason to really break down game ones of second rounds. Uh, LeBron James, I know we got to take a break. If I tell him, very sorry, real quick. Uh, actually, LeBron James, talk when you get back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're back playing sports with I9 Sports, and we're having a drink downtown. We're doing it bourbon and boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I think I'm gonna play for the Coon Squad this summer instead of the Olympics. Um, I think that's what I'm. That's my focus on. On trying to beat the Monstars or the Goon Squad, we call them now. Um, so didn't have much success versus Sun. So now I am uh, gearing my attention to the Goon Squad here in July, in mid July. So let the I'm gonna let the ankle rest for about a month, and then uh, I'm gonna gear up with, with, with uh, Lola, Taz, Granny, Bugs. Um, you know, and the rest of the crew. So hopefully see y'all at the match. He was just running the roster. So good. It got, it got so bad that he just ran the roster of Looney Tunes. (laughs) Toon squad, baby. He was like, when you take a child to six flags and they see them walking around and the child points and says, it's granny. It's Lola, buddy. (laughs) Bugs. Is that you, Bugs? 
Van. He loses in the first round of the playoffs in the history of his entire existence as a professional athlete. He's 36 years old. He's played 18 seasons. And he immediately cuts a WWE-style promo against the Monstars. Fred, in my life... I'm so happy. I've made a lot of mistakes. Okay. And deflecting is one of my favorite techniques as well. So kudos, LeBron James, for not answering a serious question about your defeat for the first time in the first round and talking tune squad. <clears throat> hey, LeBron, uh, you're out of the NBA postseason. What's that feel like? Uh, well, I'm, um, I'm out of the NBA postseason, but uh, really the game's just starting for me as the tune squad has to take on the goon squad. Uh, of course, our our team squad jersey is sponsored by Nike, so just make sure you keep that in mind. Um, also, Tiananmen Square never happened. <laughs> <laughs> what, LeBron? What? Oh, gosh. I just, I'm so very happy. Was it yesterday was the anniversary, Tiananmen Square? That is correct. He loves China so much. He says, I won't go to Japan. And by the way, like he said, I'm not going to play in the Olympics. This is the last chance you get to play in the Olympics, LeBron. You are 36. The next time you will be 39. I bet he's still playing. He said he's busy focusing on the Monstars. <laughs> by the way, if you're with me, loyal listener, bet the farm Stop. on the Monstars. Oh they are so good. They might be 104-point favorites. It's hard to hit that spread. But I think we got this. So I'm betting everything I got on the Monstars again. They got me the first time, Fred. No. That ragtag bunch of cartoons and that Michael A. Jordan guy. Instead of Michael B. Jordan, you went with Michael A. Jordan? <laughs> yeah. Instead of... Michael B. Jordan of Marvel and Creed fame. You went with Michael A. Jordan. Yeah, Michael A. Jordan. Okay. And a bunch of cartoons. Gosh. Defeated. I mean, they got lucky is what happened. They got lucky. They defeated the best basketball team in the universe who were heavy favorites. So, sorry, Mom. I lost the family farm. You can blame Michael A. Jordan for that. Michael. This, this time, though, Fred, I think the Monstars are even stronger than they were last time. So if you're a betting man, lay it all on the Monstars. I have not pulled up the IMDB for Space Jam 2. Is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called. Is it just Space Jam again? Uh, Space Jam 2, the jamming. It's okay. That's too, too jam, too spacious. Why? Why are these your go-tos? These space electric boogaloo. No. Stop. Hot tub space jam machine. Space jam 2. <laughs> Joining us on the program is friend of the show, Craig, because he also wants to join me at Rio 24 to watch Space Jam 2, the LeBron's Revenge this summer. Welcome, Craig. Man, how you guys doing? Feeling good. Van good looks morning. pretty good. 
I, I had a party foul calling. I had a hot take for your best of show. That was pretty stupid last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> noted. <laughs> so I also want to thank you guys for uh, uh, promoting all things 505, specifically Dong Copter 505. It's yes. blown up on Twitter. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to see it at. Uh, you know, all Los Poblanos weddings, uh, <laughs> any sporting events here in town, for sure at any yaffle practices, that would be awesome and her- and terrible at the same time. It's very cool. Yeah, hey, uh, if Doncopter505 is listening, we'll be at Phil Chacon Park <laughs> at 3 o'clock watching the Albuquerque Aardvarks. I would, love a, I would love a guest appearance by the Doncopter. That'd be sweet. I'm telling you, man, this has the potential to put Albuquerque in the map like Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm in. Just like, you know, Albuquerque would become controlled airspace because of all the dong copters <laughs> and the dangers. I'm, it's just it's just awesome. It would be it's so tremendous. You you would have new you would have traffic reports live from the, <laughs> the, the from the dong copter. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Wintery wintery mix on the highway at the Big Eye today. Reporting live from the dong copter, Craig. Yeah, as you can see here from monocular vision though, not binocular. So you know that could be a problem. Well, also they got the urethra cam. So that's a, <laughs> yeah. the extra, you got an extra cam on there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I'm telling you, it's, it could nothing but fodder. The Don Copter is awesome. All right, Craig, back to some important <laughs> Thanks, journalism. Guys. How much How much you laying on the Monstars? Yeah, were you putting the house up? You taking Monstars in the points? Yeah, that's not even a bet. A <laughs> and B, of course you have to take the cartoon characters over the humans. That's, that's you know, well, unless, uh, unless well. they have an awesome movie that's just going to crush the children. That'd be great. I don't know who the new Bill Murray is. You set Craig. it. You set it. You set it up for a sequel. The Monstars win this one, and then they right. have to have a sequel. Yeah, the go home. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have the. You gotta break the tie. That's how I. Yeah, feel. no. Craig, yeah, no. I, I don't like the Monstars. <laughs> go humans, but you know, really go Doncopter five hundred five. Yeah, you're always so species specific, <laughs> Craig. That's you. Classic Team Earth every time. Species norming. I'm sorry, but that's because I'm a boomer, right? So it, you know. Well, and it is it is June, so I get it. Yeah, I get the awareness. Craig, thank you yeah. so much. Thanks, guys. Thank he's, you. He's too funny. It's a good one. Let's grab a break. Getting a lot of text on my personal. Here's the thing, y'all. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Text the show. Data rates, I think, probably apply. I didn't actually read. The disclosure that was sent to my email. I don't know if they apply or not. More sports when we get back. The Investors presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink downtown. We're doing a bourbon and boots. 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, breaking Jacksonville Jaguars news, Van. Hit me. Before I hit you with it, new coach Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you familiar? Sure. Cool. You just coach of Florida? I love urban music. Uh, that, okay. They're spelled different. <laughs> oh. Uh, this past weekend. All right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by Shad Khan. Yeah. Cool. University of Illinois graduate Shad Khan. Okay. Cool. 
His son is Tony Khan. Tony Khan owns AEW Wrestling, which is the competitor to WWE Wrestling. Right. Cool. Nemesis of James T. Kirk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Khan. Yes. So, this past weekend, because Shot Khan has a deal with the city of Jacksonville and obviously the stadium, throughout all of COVID, Tony Khan's wrestling organization has been hosting their events at Daly's Place, which is like the little convention area at the stadium. Cool? Cool. So they had their big, massive event this past weekend, their their big pay-per-view wrestling, pro wrestling pay-per-view. Guest starring in this pay-per-view was Urban Meyer. Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Jaguars? Jaguars? Jaguars. Jaguars. Urban Meyer assisted Chris Jericho in the win. Ooh. So did he get to swing a chair? Like what did he do? He the, w- he gave him some really uplifting words of encouragement. Yes. Grabbed him firmly by the shoulder, made direct eye contact, and said, "Go get him, Tiger." All joking aside, he underhanded some footballs to Chris Jericho, who threw them through perfect spirals at MGF's MJF's head, and that propelled him to the victory. So. So there is that. So Urban Meyer is now uh, in professional wrestling lore, which only ascends him higher on my list of favorite things about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's your squad this year. They, yeah, it's my absolute. It's my it's my favorite team besides the St. Louis Cardinals. They have the son. Yes, of the son of yeah. God on their team. That's how I feel. They got. The best quarterback prospect since Remember the Titans. Okay, you're talking about Sunshine. And now <laughs> they have a pro wrestling coach. Everything you just said is... A th- oh, and they have the best backup quarterback in the whole league. Trevor Lawrence, but they're going to let him play regular quarterback <laughs> because the best quarterback in the league, Tim Tebow, is a tight end. Well, I was talking about Gardner Minshew. Ah, I love Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville, Florida is a city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Shot Khan said to them, hey, and by the way, take some notes here, Tim Keller, on how to get a stadium done. Okay. Okay, take some notes here. Sign Tim Tebow. Sign Tim Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first move. <laughs> if the New Mexico United signed Tim Tebow, you put Tim Tebow and Tyson Dyer on the pitch for the New Mexico United, it's over. Sure. It's over. So, Shotcon says to Jacksonville Van, he says, uh, "Hey, let's uh, let's get this new facility. I don't know, four hundred forty mil. Um, I'll throw one hundred twenty up. Go get it." Jacksonville's like, "Okay, hard yes, <laughs> cool, hard yes, we're in." Making a big bet on the future. Uh, so, I saw some like uh, artist renderings or whatever. It looks like a spaceship. I don't know another way to describe what I'm saying. It looks amazing. Yes. It looks as if an episode of Black Mirror, but like a very positive, like a happy one. Everything moves. It's like a transformer. Yes. That's a really good descriptor. It's friggin' sweet. So for eight games a year, plus I guess two or six preseason, I don't really know how the NFL is trying to do schedules now. You're going to play football there. And I think for every other Sunday out of the year, it's a mega church for Tim Tebow. You beat me to it. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to let you finish your spiel. 
Make a mega church joke, but here you go. Bull in a china shop. <laughs> okay, over under. What is it? 440, 446 million? Yes. And the park and rec department is going to own it for 300 days a year. And how how much is Tim Tebow's mega church going to be worth? You more, right. more than that, right? You would assume they would bring in conservatively $10 million every Sunday. Right. So conservatively, they're it, bringing in- It pays for itself. $520 million in the first year. <laughs> is that right? 52 weeks a year? Yeah. So then you could give, I don't know, a portion of that. It's not like you would have to pay taxes, obviously, because- Yeah. That's one of the rules. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay taxes. Sweet deal. Neither will my cult. But we, uh, you can't keep referencing it that way. What? I'm not supposed to call it a cult? Vital, we spent. My new age religion, Vital. Sorry. My beacon of personal growth and acceptance. My new age religion. Totally not a cult. Give us all your money. We spent two weekends ago helping Big Brothers Big Sisters at a fundraiser and Gallup, and we were serving chicken wings to pass, like, like foursomes that were passing by, like in the scramble. Yes. And between every foursome, Van was pitching me on this cult idea <laughs> that involved buying a ranch. And I had, no, I, I had no golf cart to escape. All I had was <laughs> chicken wings to share with golfers. And he exhausted me on this to the point where I feel like I have to join, which now I get the approach. See? Okay. You see? $440 million is phase one, y'all. There's more. Of the stadium, not my cult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eight home games a year, plus preseason, plus possible playoffs every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Some Maybe a Monday. Some Thursdays. I guess they even play on Saturdays in December now. The NFL kind of is not what it was when I was a kid. They kind of just play every day now. And then all the other Sundays, Tim Tebow's Mega Church. Mm-hmm. Are you in? So smart. Okay. My goal is for is for downtown Jacksonville to be the envy of cities here in the U.S. That's what concept. He tried to buy the St. Louis Rams. Do you guys know that? Years ago? Are you familiar with this story? The Con family? Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you, you're, not, you're not stable enough. You don't have enough money. What? He's really good at what he does. Literally the best. Would you call him a con artist? <sighs> Would I call him a Connie? So let's, uh, let's talk about the pros and cons of this stadium. Okay, come on. <laughs> You're doing this kind of thing constantly. Yeah, I know. I just have this really big connection. I was going to go hockey and talk about Conor McGregor. Okay. Wait, well, that's MMA. Blew it. That's okay. I mean, we can do this constantly if you want. I already did that one, no. so you totally blew that. Oh, one. really? Yeah, it's a little recycled. I'm sorry. I don't listen point. to what you say. This is our dynamic, Vitel. <laughs> If you look at these like this these artist renderings, yeah, it's it's you can tell there's football here. Like you can tell it's this this is where football we played. It also kind of looks like an amusement park, and the whole thing is covered in solar. Did you see that? Yeah, it's on the water. You could bring your yacht up to a dock, park your yacht, Mike, 
and then walk to the facility. I mean, it's going to provide a lot of electricity for Jacksonville. You could, I mean, you could call it a conduit, if you will. You're making me so mad. <laughs> and you're doing it constantly. Yeah. Are we going to have a confrontation? Is that what you're saying? There's definitely going to be a conflict of interest if you keep this up. <laughs> Ooh. $40 million. That's all it takes to build a stadium here in Albuquerque. $40 million. There's about to be a mayoral election. Don't think this won't come up a ton because it absolutely will. Sure. Like, and I already have the answer. It's sales tax. Do you want me to go over this in full? Because I'll do it. You put pretty, one. You put one percent on sales tax. You put one percent on sales tax for goods and services, and you put like a point five sales tax on like automotive, like dealerships. You'll have forty million dollars in like a minute, a month, the first month. Forty million dollars is not a lot of money. I know that sounds like a lot of money to like me and you and Vital because we don't personally have forty million dollars. But to like a big city that's kissing like a million people almost in the metro, I know. Don't call and correct me on that. That's like nothing. And then like Sheriff Gonzalez will be like, we'll just use civil forfeiture to fund the new stadium. It's like, it's very bad. We take stuff all the time from people. From the texter, Kenny Stabler is very normal looking. <laughs> Also from the texture referring Jacksonville Stadium, mm-hmm. the city council will have a conference about it. So there's that. Yeah. Well done. If you put up a $40 million stadium in downtown Albuquerque, I won't have to go to Cheyenne, Wyoming to see Garth Brooks. Ooh. That's what I'm saying here. Ooh. If I tell you, you get your Foo Fighters tickets, Foo Fighters are coming to town. Kind of burned out on their music. Actually, me too. I kind of hate that you just said that out loud. But like, not in person, though. No, not in person. Not in no, person, that's going to be phenomenal. I've seen hundreds of concerts. They're on my bucket list. I've never seen them. I haven't listened to the Foo Fighters like on purpose in a long time. You just hear them in the grocery store now? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm in Hot Topic, <laughs> playing Everlong. By time, you had to pick your favorite Foo Fighters song. Why is it Learn to Fly? No. <laughs> they went on sale yesterday. I don't know if they're sold out, but it, they were going like hotcakes. I think they're almost sold. Uh, seats are sold out. There's still some lawn. Lawn is where the now party's gotta, at. Now you got to fight the scalpers. Oh, we're going to get so loose. Yeah, we're going to get loose. I'm going to go to the Foo Fighters. I'm going to go to Foreigner. I don't think I'm going to see any country performances this year outside of garth brooks and cheyenne there's a lot of country in albuquerque this summer i don't like the kid who's coming what's his name the young kid there's a lot of them is there like almost all of the concerts at the amphitheater this year are all country that's unacceptable to me although i mean i like country music enough like i'm not i'm not over here like country music is not for me that's how I feel about con- like conservative talk radio. Like I'm, like I don't love it, but I listen. I want to know what's going on. When I think of Foo Fighters songs and Vital, oh gosh, <laughs> I think of the best because that's what he gives us. Yeah, every Saturday morning, 
He's always giving the best, the best, the best. Just burned out. In a way, they're kind of overrated. Maybe because I hear them all the time. I think they're exactly rated. I, they're very good. Right, Bad radio. I'm pulling up my Spotify right now because the Foo Fighters put out a brand new song. Do you remember the name of this? It just came out like five minutes ago. Not their best work. Okay, I got it here. Okay. It's off an album called Medicine at Midnight, which, by the way, I've listened to nothing but the one wor- the one song. And I believe the one song is Waiting on a War. Is that yeah, correct? that's a big one. And it's arguably... It's co-written with his daughter, if I understand that correctly. Uh, what? Yeah. How old is she? Yeah, I don't know. Daughter age. This Waiting on a War is the worst rock and roll music I have heard since rock and roll died... In the summer of 2000. What day was that? Um, the day. You gonna keep the going? music died. I believe it was whenever Linkin Park put out In the End. I believe that's the day that uh, rock and roll music died. Uh, it would have been the summer of 2000. That was a good one. Yeah. Hey, Vital. Did I ever tell you that uh, my last girlfriend broke up with me? Because I wouldn't quit making Lincoln Park jokes. Did I tell you that? No. No? <laughs> it's okay, though. Because in the end, it doesn't even matter. What I've done. Vital's <laughs> dying. How has he not heard that horrible joke before? It's come so far. Lincoln Park was for real pretty good for like a couple minutes they had a moment yeah they had a moment in the sun now they they obviously are not touring this summer because no one buys tickets for lincoln park i was gonna say mostly chester bennington oh. but yeah well they could just get like a little uh oh well, like a little thailand kid like pan-asian guy like journey did a little southeast asian kid so that's an Im- so that's like an improvement though because there's he- probably like a chester bennington clone somewhere in southeast asia that they can journey-esque poach and have a better Lincoln Park. I don't know the name of new Steve Perry, but he's better than Steve Perry. You said his name. New Steve Perry. New, <laughs> new Steve Perry. Yeah. It's like Pepsi clear. <laughs> You're like, what? Jacksonville Jaguars, wires, wars. Jaguar. They're doing it the right way. Jaguars. Listener text is going crazy. I'm having too much fun with this thing. When we get back, Van, I'm going to tell you how Reddit Got a Major League Baseball player signed this past week. That's pretty sweet. Did you see this? You're yes, I did. Okay. Let's talk about it. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Connect with us on the graphic connection hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and when we're having a drink downtown, we're doing it at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM, 610, the sports animal. Hayden Scheinfield? Is that correct, man? Sound. It sounds correct. Okay. So he played a little baseball, okay? Sure. But his phone was going crazy one morning. Okay? Okay. As Kyle Body was about to start an Ask Me Anything session on the Cincinnati Reds subreddit. Now, are you familiar with how Reddit works, man? I'm a fan. Okay, so I'm going to explain it in the quickest version. It's called the front page of the internet. So you go to reddit.com, whatever. And then you pick a subreddit. So it's like a genre, like a topic, right? Yes. So say if you're really into underwater basket weaving, 
there will be a subreddit for that, and you can go and read all the things. I, for instance, follow like Squared Circle, which is about like pro wrestling. Right. Cool. So the Cincinnati Reds have a subreddit, and it's like fan made. It's not official. It's not like um. Because that's what Reddit is. Yeah. 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 It's all user-driven content. There's no corporate or whatever sponsors. That's how, yes. It's, yeah, it's more of a TED Talk instead, or it's, yeah, it's a TED Talk instead of like TEDx. Sure. Okay. So anyways, they're like, uh, this, this Kyle Body, he's the director of pitching for the Reds. Right. And. Driveline guy. It was like pitching technology. Is that correct? Yeah. And now he's with the Reds. So he's like, hey, who should I know? What should I do? And blah, blah, blah. And Reddit brings up this kid's name. You got it from here? Sure. Uh, I got the I got the um, comment itself. Okay, give it to me. So he says, and his handle was the Say Hey Kid 24. And he says, appreciate what you're doing here. Have learned a lot from this Q&A. I planned on just sticking to my question, but I figured I would shoot my shot in here because, well, why not? He said, I am a right-handed pitcher currently going into my second full season of indie ball. And these are, these are statistical numbers here. Fastball, 92 to 96, 2,400 to 26 RPM. Uh, slider, 83 to 87. 2700 to 3000 rpm and then uh splitter 80 to 84 16 to 18 inch uh horizontal break okay then he says i posted a line of 21 innings pitch four unruns uh 0.7 whip 33 to 2k to walk 14.1k to 9 in a covid shortened frontier league season my goal is to sign with an affiliate team because i know i could add value to an organization thanks for your time kyle then Kyle Body responded, "Awesome, keep playing. Send me your pitch physics, your track man, and your rap soto, and any video you have." To my, and he gives him his email. So he sends him the email, yes, with video and statistics, and the Reds sign him. It was, but it, the video is him throwing ultimate frisbee, which was weird. <laughs> but they still were like, "Okay, we're impressed." That's good. That's good. Super good. And his numbers, if you know nothing about this, so the RPM on his, his fastball and slider are major league levels. Yeah, so they would compare to like a Shane Bieber or like a U Darvish. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he's got really good stuff. So because this, this, this happens a lot. Does it? In, the, in minor league baseball. See, I didn't know that. Like somebody just falls through the cracks and they don't have the right scout, they don't have the right coach, and they have this skill set that goes unappreciated. But now with like advanced analytics and you know track man statistics they're like you know exactly what this pitcher's capable of can he put it all together and it's tough because like not all athletes like blossom at the same age right because so i was looking up this kid uh i want to make sure i got his name right again hayden shinefield sure okay so apparently when he like started playing at a level you start getting scouted at which is like high school he was like a hundred pounds soaking wet Sure. Yeah, like yeah, like could field his position, maybe didn't throw the hardest, whatever. Um and then tried to walk on at San Diego State, which by the way, pretty good little baseball school. Very good. Yeah. Don't don't know if you know much about collegiate baseball. Doesn't quite get the eyes on him that he needs. And then somehow 
through a Reddit AMA, Ask Me Anything, by the pitching coach, director, scouting, whatever, organizer for the Cincinnati Reds. Now he's going to be a little minor league prospect? So instead of Tim Tebow watch, should we have Tyler watch? I mean, I think we should. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna play affiliated baseball now, which is like the craziest thing. Just shooting his resume over. And that's like people are getting discovered in all different ways now, right? Like this is like the Justin Bieber like YouTube thing. Right. Yeah, like Rebecca Black. Yeah. Yeah, like where to where do all these people come from? Like people have had their screenplays picked up on Reddit. Yes. Like people have figured out like crimes that have been committed on Reddit. Also, not figured out at all. Also, completely led the police on a wild goose chase for the Boston Marathon yes. bombing. Don't hold that one against them. But the hive mind has done some really cool stuff on Reddit, and this is just the newest example. People are currently putting mustard on watermelon because of social media. Well, first off, gross. Insanely gross. <laughs> Vital's face. <laughs> oh, good. Vital, you grill your watermelon or you just eat it cold? It the old-fashioned way, cold. Okay. You put any salt? Yeah, you salt it. You salt it? Uh, I've done that, but I don't like it. I like it sweet. Just plain is fine. You ever juice it out? You ever juice? Juicing, it's amazing. That's where it's at. Uh, San- the sandia is the bomb. Is that what that's called? Sandia? Yeah. Just like the mountains? I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know what it's called where I grew up. And you spout it, you put a little spout in it. You you take the top off. Right. Hit it with the mixer. Mm-hmm. Not the mixer. What's that thing called? The mixer. Yes. Not the mixer. Um What's that thing called? It's got two little deals and they dance with each other. What's that thing called? It's on the tip of my tongue. One word is a mixer. Yeah, but it's but not it's not a mixer. There's a specific it's not a blender. Oh, my God. 505-24610. If you know what that is called, please text us right now. We're you know, drawing blanks. I And I'm I'm a wordsmith. I speak well. I'm an orator. What is that thing called? And it's like two little boys and you lick it after you make like brownies or whatever. I'm thinking of something else. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You put a little vodka boy in it. I know what you're talking about, but there's something else, and it's driving me insane. I'm also insane, but I don't know what this thing is. Long story short, Vital, you put a little spigot in the watermelon. Yeah, I know what you're talking okay. about. You do it like, do it at picnics. I'm into it. This kid we were just talking about, this Hayden Shanefield. In games he pitched in the Frontier League, he made $400. In games he didn't pitch, he made $0. A cheeseburger for dinner. That's Kenny Powers stuff right there. My brain literally hurts right now. I can't think of this word. Did you Google it? I'm going to quit thinking of it, and then I'll think of it. I don't don't think that's how (laughs) thinking works. Yes, it's literally how thinking works. If you don't think of a thing? If I don't think of a thing, I can think of the thing. I think you're wrong. Well, don't think about it for a second. That's the thing. <laughs> we got two minutes here before we go to break. Can we you, talk about Floyd Mayweather? Yes. Ezekiel, Who do you got? <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott's garbage That's next. animal. That's 100% next. So Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is going to make $100 million for fighting Logan Paul. Is that tonight? That's tonight, right? Is it tonight? 
Vital, is that tonight? I don't follow I think this. It's tonight, yeah. I believe it's tonight. So Yoga, Logan Paul is going to get beat up by Floyd Mayweather. He's Floyd Mayweather is going to do an excellent job making it look legit too. Yeah. Instead of just beating them mercilessly in this, the first round. Are we in agreement that this is all a work? It's a work. It's a work. But here's the problem. Logan Paul is like progressively getting better at boxing to where like he can be good. He's just a brawler though. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. It reminds me of I think we've done this bit on Aaron if we haven't. I'm going to try to introduce her real quick. So Chris Brown used to be at the top, right? He was a rapper. I would love to see Logan Paul and Chris Brown, by the way. And yes. Yeah. If anyone deserves to be punched in the head. And Chris Brown's career arc started to fall so steeply that it intersected with the rising career arc of Lil Dicky. And then they put out a collaborative where Lil Dicky created a rap song featuring Chris Brown. Chris Brown, who didn't need Lil Dicky's help, Mm-mm. except his career had fallen so much that in ascending, by the way, watch Dave on FX. It's very good. It's coming back soon. Lil Dicky put out a collaborative which launched Lil Dicky into the stratosphere. Yes. And Chris Brown continued to fall. Correct. This is uh, Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly, same thing. Like Eminem was at the top, started to fall, and then Machine Gun Kelly was on the rise, and they intersected. Eminem's still on the top. He's still on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this is to me with Mayweather and Paul, where Mayweather has main evented WWE events, and then he started to fall. And now Paul is on such an ascension that their lines have intersected. You're talking about social clout. Yes. Social relevancy. Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's correct. $100 million to beat up a guy off YouTube. And Logan Paul, like he, like he, he's the guy to me who, like, by the way, got your hat. He's the guy to me who was like, hey, let's just play. Let's just play for a living. We'll make a lot of money, and everyone else will look stupid except for us. But then he'll try to sock you when you're not looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You try to really hit Floyd Mayweather? That's a very poor decision. Sure. Don't make him start trying. No. He will try and he will win. And he like he's a duck and dodge guy. Like you're like Logan Paul is going to get exhausted. He will He's going to have a worse gas shortage than this past weekend. So good. And no one can like that Conor McGregor thing was a joke. Pacquiao kind of made him like work a little bit. However long ago that was now, five years now. Has it been that long? What's the kid's name? The Mexican kid that's super good. Alvarez is that his name? Canelo. Ne- yeah, Canelo. Yeah. Like that was a real fight. Yeah. Anyways, I will admit right now that I will watch this thing. I'm gonna watch it. Five zero five two four six zero six ten on the new text line. Send us a link to pirate it because I'm not getting Jake Paul any money whatsoever. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather doesn't need it. Jake Paul doesn't deserve it. So I may watch it if I get to pirate it. Is that the future of boxing? Gosh. Pirating? <laughs> it's already there. I would rather watch two pirates box. Ah. Good Johnny Depp reference. Hey, Fred. Oh, gosh. Do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is is it r no it'd be the c it'd be the c yeah. 
Tell that one to your kids, loyal listeners. When we get back, Van is taking it. a segment off. Dave and Buster's <laughs> presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I9 Sports, and we're having a drink. It's downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Cut the music by Tal Hot Take. <laughs> Ooh. If you have a bad dog, you're a bad person. That's not a hot take. That's my hot take. That's the take. The, that's the regular take? Yes. Okay, bring the vo- bring the music back up, Vital. No hot take. Okay, welcome back to the show. <laughs> uh, we got Cowboys fans. Huh? Friends of the show out there. Got a bunch of Cowboys fans. Them boys. 505-246-0610. Reach us on the Graphic Connection Hotline and apologize for your boy right now. So people who have dogs are are apologists for dogs. Right. But All right. I'm going to go on record real quick. This is the record. I like dogs that are good, and I like kids that are good. Ooh, yeah. And if you don't have those things, if you have a bad dog or if you have bad kids, that's neither of those things' fault. Yes. That is on you. It's your fault. That is your fault. It is your fault. I'm laying blame on you individual that doesn't know how to raise a dog. You remember the scene from Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams tells Matt Damon, it's not your fault? I do remember the scene from Goodwill Hunting. It's the Hunting. opposite of that. It's your fault. You're a bad person. Ezekiel Elliott is a bad person. Yes. He has a dog that attacks everything. He has a dog that, if your dog tries to escape from your home, here's the thing, y'all. It's not your pet. It's not your family member. It's a prisoner. Yes. It it does not want to be there. So this dog, I'm assuming his name's Cujo, because that's the dumb stuff that dummies do with dumb dogs. Right. He allegedly was boarding, I guess actually boarding his three dogs at this dog place it's like a dog spa. I'm sure it's very nice. I would assume it's very nice. And his Rottweiler attacked a lady. Again. Attacked an employee of this boarding facility. It's not the first attack. And it sucks, but it was not a they're, la- they're going to have to put him down. And I apologize, not a lady, a dude. Here's what I'm saying. Okay. Bliss Pet Resort. Okay. It's called Bliss? Oh, there it is. Yeah, Bliss. Okay. So, Ezekiel Elliott, who's got too many dogs for him to handle, apparently. Yeah. He's gone half the year. And by the way, these dogs had escaped before and attacked like a neighbor. And like... Correct. Okay. This Rottweiler which I'm just going to call Elliot's Rottweiler moving forward. Oh, my gosh. TMZ has, like, graphic photos. Do not look. I already did. (sighs) Of course I did. Come on. Yeah. Warned you. This dog is going to suffer the consequences, except it probably won't. There'll probably just be a civil suit and everything will work out. But they're looking for (laughs) more than $250,000. For a dog bite? But less than $1 million. That's that's what the lawsuit claims. We don't want to get silly with with seven figures. That's too much. It bit it bit the pool boy too. 
So it's escaped. It's bit a neighbor. It's bit the pool boy. And now it's bit, it's bit some dog handler of sort. I don't know what it is. Is there a degree in that? Is there a certificate? I have no idea. It's a trend. His bloodlust is trending. The pool boy is actually a, a pool lady. Just call him pool person. Pool person. Yeah. Person here. I hate when people can't take care of their dogs. It drives me literally crazy. Okay. Every once in a while, you got a rescue dog. They come out of a bad situation. They'll act out. I'll apologize for that. Yes. This is not the situation. No. He's getting glamour pets, probably from the nicest breeders ever. Yes. He's been the only owner. This is his fault. I hate this. Also, you got a lot going on, Ezekiel. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. And by the way, in the NFL. You can afford a trainer, Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a spotlight on you. And you're saving so much money only wearing half a shirt all the time. Okay. that's He, he purchased so his pass, full shirt. Pass the savings forward <laughs> that you save on half of a shirt and get a trainer. <sighs> This is the most famous dog story in the history of the NFL. You know, I didn't get that one at first. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that one at first, but that's very good. That's strong work. He doesn't have to pay for shirts or barbers. His hair is very bad. It's bad. It's bad. You have that neighbor whose dog never shuts up? Uh, Yes, I live downtown. Yeah, every night. Yes. Do you hate that dog or do you hate that owner? The owner. Well, I take it out on the dog. I mean, not, you know, not, not physically, but it's paid an emotional toil. <laughs> I tell you, I got my first gray hair a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My lady friend found a gray hair. My first one. What are you, 39? Yeah. Going on super old. Yeah. I don't think it's a gray hair. I think it's just a very, very, very blonde hair. That caught the light just right, but uh, maybe. Here's what I think. Okay. I think if I'm the attendant at the pet spa, knowing what I know about whose dog this is, the history of it doing dumb stuff, am I, am I agitating this pupper in a way? Look, I mean, if you, this a trap game? if you like put a couple spots of drool on the edges of Ezekiel Elliott's mouth, mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a rabid dog. You're talking about the beard. He's a, he has a fierce beard. Yeah. Yeah. And his weird eyes and his, I don't know if that's an, I'm not sure what you call that. An Afro. I'm not a expert on black hair. By the time I know you said Ralph is joining us. Let's squeeze him in for two minutes before the break. Let's do it. We're going to do the varsity. Yeah. We'll have a short last one. Yeah, we'll have a very short last one. So the quickest way we can. So Ralph is going to join us. And I, I hope I get this right. So it's Ralph Arianas. And there might be a hard double, triple R there. But I don't know if that's close at all. Now, you don't know this, Vital, but Ralph is the prop slash enforcer for Red Mountain Rugby. And we just had the parks on for 30 minutes. So we thought it would be fair to give Ralph... 90 seconds retort to retort yeah. so ralph the airways are yours welcome to the program friend 
Thank you, guys. I appreciate it very much. I, I did listen to Joel. Uh, you know, he, he does have a very good knack for radio. Um, if, you know, as far as the talent of the rugby pitch, that will remain to be seen. Uh, I think that the uh, Aardvarks have been a very good social club, um, you know, on the Internet and memes. But as far as talent for rugby, yeah, it's, it's arguable at best. He said they're not a team. They're a social club. They're a social club. You know, we're excited about playing the Brujos. I mean, the uh, Aardvarks. Oh, so. that's big beef. That is big Albuquerque beef right there. Oh, wow. I, I, I touched a nerve. I'm sorry. So, Ralph, right, um, so Paul yes, Paul was telling me that I, I can't hear him because he's got this dumb accent that I can't understand, but I couldn't tell uh, what he said. He said either said you're a wanker or a flanker. What, which one, yeah, which was, one it? was it? I'm not sure. What was uh, it? It, it, it? It depends on the day. I can be both. <laughs> Ralph, how many how many boys are you bringing over for this? Uh, is it a friendly? Is it a full-on? How many, how many boys are you bringing over today? Uh, semi-friendly. We're, we have about uh, – we're, we're going about 20 deep, so we'll have – a full team with some subs, uh, enough to put a hurt on the uh, on the yard brooks, That's for sure. So twenty guys who all have an opportunity to just lay Joel the meme master out. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I, I know everyone's lining up to do it. I I got to tell everyone to pace themselves. We'll have eighty minutes, uh, so you know, get your licks in, and, uh, and there'll be plenty of opportunity to do that. That's the charity <laughs> event right there. Everyone just lines up to give Ric Flair chops to Joel, like after the match. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like you know him sitting in like uh, one of those like those things with uh you know you dunk him in the water and throw the ball at him it's it's like that except we just get to actually physically hit joel i love that <laughs> ralph ralph we appreciate you taking the time we yeah. gotta grab a break we're gonna see you this afternoon though as we're gonna get down to the friendly uh semi-friendly the social team versus the rugby team this is what we're gonna see today yeah, absolutely and again uh real quick i'll fit in is that we're uh uh, for our charity, we're we're uh, we're playing for Phoenix Children's Hospital Foundation as oh. well as the UNM Carrie Tingley Hospital, uh, and so right now my company, uh, I'm CEO of Cavalier Medical Systems, is going to donate $100 for every try scored against the Yardbrooks. So I really encourage the Yardbrooks do not take it personally. We're doing it for the kids. Nice, run up the score. That's how I feel. That's correct. That's Ra- correct. Ralph, thank you for being a friend of the show, and we'll make sure we connect this afternoon. Thank you, guys. I look I look forward to it. Thank you. Awesome. What Thanks, a, Ralph. What a fun surprise. I'm excited. What a fun little surprise. It's going to be a good little rivalry going. Vital, thank you for sneaking that in. You do such a good job of producing, and I hate whenever I take it out of your hands at times. Let's grab a break. When we get back, today's I-9 Varsity is the most, I don't know, just dad bod looking dudes who are professional athletes. Yep. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, and you can connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're drinking downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. This is at or near the best show we've ever done. What's your opinion on that, Van? Um, I'm in. Yeah. I, I agree. I need Because you know why? Why? It's the newest show we've done. Okay. And it just keeps getting better every week. Friend of the show, Craig, who called earlier, said the uh, Varsity show was the worst thing he had ever heard, so I would encourage him to tune out for this segment. <laughs> Today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of just eh-looking dudes. Contact I-9 Sports, 505-312-4999. Get your kids a plan. It's good fundamentally. I'm being serious. Like We tell a lot of jokes, but... I-9 does a good job to help a lot of kids. Before we jump into it, thank you to that cat, Jesse Wright, who came on. He's got a new book out, The Intent is to Grow. That's on our social media, at TalkABQ. Joel Lowebino, Paul Street, Tyson Dyer. They all were excellent. 
We have a lot of fun today with a charity event helping, uh, well, a lot of kids, a lot of kids. And thank you, obviously, to Ralph Arianas, who called in and was able to put Joel in his place post-interview. Pretty sweet. That's going to be a lot of fun today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody get down to Phil Chacon Park. Have some fun with us. You can come meet the boys. Come see the boys. Come support a couple good charities. Today's varsity is the uh, varsity of just ho-hum athletes. Okay? Looking. Looking. Not performance. Correct. Yeah. I would, say, I would even say like a, a better performance with a ho-hum physique. Correct. Because, all right, and obviously Tyson Dyer is the example, but like often the better athlete you are, the better looking you are. Sure. I don't know why that corresponds. It's good stock. Better genes. Yeah. All right, I got one. Are you ready? Hit me. I'm going to start with Larry Bird. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So Larry Bird to me is is like goat status. Top it, five alive. And aside from being 6'9", like that's whatever. Like I'm taking that out of the equation. Right. Shrink him down a little yeah. bit. He's just a dude. Yeah. He's the dude who lives in your subdivision and tries to wake up earlier than you to mow his grass before you. Right. Like, I hate Larry Bird if he's not Larry Bird. Sure. Okay, so I got Larry Bird. Larry Bird's like, hey, Fred, Quiznos or Subway? <laughs> Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Trick question, guy. Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> got you again, sucker. Always do. All right. John F. Crook. All right, John Crook's very good. He's just a dude. Yeah. He's just a dude. He's like he's a type of guy that we'll see down at Howie's. That yeah. would, it would not surprise no. me if me and you belly up to the bar yeah. at our favorite local sports tavern and just see John Crook there with his beautiful mullet. Just like, hey, hey boys, you catch the game today? They were like, yes, John, we did. Let's talk about it as peers because you're just a normal person. And he's wearing like a backwards like El Tovar like hat that he got from like visiting the south rim of the rim of the Grand Canyon yeah, one time. Just a dude. Just a dude. All right, I'm super in on that, okay? Okay. Bill Walton. And again, I'm taking away the height thing, yeah, okay? For sure. Bill Walton is my dad. Like he looks exactly like my dad looks. Okay. And my dad is a mechanic. There's no more jokes. That's just it. He's, That's it. That's it. And, uh, well, You're being dead serious. But also, like, he's a hippie freak. All right, I got another one. And we're sticking with baseball. You are, yeah. Because this sport is, like, kind of low-hanging-ish fruit because okay. there's a lot of normal-looking dudes. Bartolo Colon. Yeah, that's a heavier dude. Especially from, like, being in the Southwest. Every time you can go to El Super or El Mesquite Market, you're going to see some Bartolo Colones in there. Yeah. And you know six or seven of them. So one of my cousins looks strikingly a lot like Bartolo Colon, and I won't call him out on the radio, Jamie Ramirez. So I'm going to say, Coach Jamie Ramirez, I'm going to say <laughs> that you and I had different interpretations of this because your crook and Colon okay. are not my direction because okay. I'm going with like Tim Lincecum. Because Tim Lincecum has the physique of a guy who plays a lot of Xbox. Sure. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I'm looking at like, why are you such an athlete when, like, I'm surprised you make it down the stairs successfully. Tim Lincecum is on my leaf is my list of just ho hummers. Right. Okay. Again, without the height. Yeah. 
I'm doing the White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini. Very good. So now you got it. Okay. Brian Scalabrini, without the height, yeah. looks like he just he manages like three Kiva juices mm-hmm. in the lower you know, Denver region. Yeah. Kiva juices. And he's yeah. a hard six, but he's got like a real pretty wife. Yeah. And you're like, good for you. Because he works hard. He's successful. Yeah. He's going to own those Kiva juices one day. You watch out for Brian. He's on his way up. I think regardless of his professional success, this person would still drink just as much Mountain Dew. I'm going with Sean White. So Sean, <laughs> Sean That was my number one. <laughs> we do this every week. You stole my number one. Damn you. Sean White ain't crap. So I got Sean White on the list. Okay. I'll replace my number one. Okay. All right. Sam Cassell. Very good. It doesn't matter what Star Wars movie you watch. Okay. There's always an alien that looks exactly like Sam Cassell. <laughs> Sam Cassell could fit in in any galaxy, <laughs> any universe. The preceding show has been a paid... <laughs> what you don't know is, Vital, is that I hate Charlie Villanueva so much more than I hate Sam Cassell, and now is not the time for that. Now is not the time. My answer is... I'm going to go with Eddie Goodell. I was, it came down between Eddie Goodell and Hornswoggle is who my number one was. Okay. And I'm going to go with Goodell, who was just three foot seven when he took his single at bat for the St. Louis Browns under Eddie Goodell. Or excuse me, under Bill, Vive- Bill Vivek. Says so he used to do stuff like this all the time. So I'm going with Eddie Goodell, who was three foot seven tall. Classic runaround. Classic runaround. <laughs> Classic runaround the bases because you're getting walked every time. You want to put Charles Barkley in there or no? Pretty normal looking dude. That's how you feel? Huh. Not a basketball player. Vital, Martin Gramatica, is he on the list? No. Goofy looking dude. Who's who's your guy, Vital? Yeah, who's your guy, Vital? Oh, boy, there's too many. Danica Patrick? I swear to God, if you say Danica Patrick, <laughs> no, I'm going to get so mad no, at you. No, 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 no. I know you're going to try. She's not on the list. Driving's not a sport. Vital, I'm tired of having this argument with you. I don't know why you're so oppo <laughs> Danica Patrick. He's a Bears fan. She's a Bears fan? She used to be a Packers fan. Hey, Steve Nash. Steve Nash on the list. Not only a dude, but a Canadian dude. Absolutely a Canadian dude. That's another average Canadian dude. Had a really good program today. Wasn't it great? We're going to cut this one loose. Any final words before we go, man? Hey, come see us at Phil Chacon Park. Donate to a couple good charities. Good job, everyone, GG. See you next week, Burke.